Here's a message from Ken Lavica. You had a 10-and-a-half game lead. You lost it all. Your team got bounced in the playoffs, and you're the manager of the year. Somebody explain that to me. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Maybe it's just me, and I have simple sports sensibilities. I have a small sports brain. But if I have two baseball managers, one had a ten and a half game lead and then the other erased that ten and a half game lead and ended up winning their division. The manager of the year should be the guy who caught the other manager who had the ten and a half game lead. I don't know. It's just typically how it goes. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something that I'm missing here. That's bizarre. Thursday edition of Ken Levicka Live here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. Right off of the dreary, yet comfortable, intracoastal. I'm okay with it. Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is the Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Thursday means, as always, Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen in her throne here on Ken Levicka Live. Now, uh, Jeanette doesn't know that that we're we're going to do this. Uh, could you cue the music, please, uh, Stone? Thank you. So, I need to own something, okay? <laughs> I need to own something, and I need to do it publicly, okay? Yesterday, Jeanette returned to the show, and we were extremely excited to have her back. We were pumped, okay? And I like to talk about a lot how this show, me, Jeanette, Theo, Stone, Barkley, my two dogs, Howard, Schnelli. Oh, yeah. My wife, Vivi, Jess. Sorry. I I, put, I, I didn't mean to, to mention the dogs first. My daughters, Addie, Leah. It's all family. This is all a, a radio show family. No okay? doubt about it. So, Jeanette came back yesterday, and Stone and I failed as a family. Okay? Jeanette's birthday was Tuesday. So we told her happy birthday, of course. Right. But what we Stone didn't text me. We celebrated your birthday, and I set up what treats, whatever, whatever, whatever. We did Continue. acknowledge it on the show. I'll, okay, fine. You're right. Stone didn't. Good job, Stone. But what we should have done, what we should have done, is with Jeanette actually here yesterday, had a proper celebration. And so, Jeanette, I would like to apologize for that. Me personally, I screwed up, and I should have wished you a proper happy birthday. And had a proper celebration for you on the show. And for that, I apologize in the words of Timbaland and um, who's One this? Republic. One Republic, thank you. Thank Come you. On. So I apologize. So what I'm about to do, <laughs> and I don't want you this is not this is not a birthday gift. This is not me trying to make up for lack of tangible physical gift for you, okay? But this is more of an apology offering for you. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So, first and foremost, I would like to 
I apologize. Here's ketchup. What kind of ketchup? It's Heinz. Heinz, Heinz tomato ketchup. The basic kind? Yes. It's the basic yes, kind. Yes. Come on. I didn't know. There's only one special type of ketchup. Kind of ketchup. No, there's a much better ketchup. But, but I thank also... you. It's the thought that counts, especially when it's late. Mayonnaise. Thank you. Mayonnaise. Oh. It's the real so one. So you can combine them. One. That's the. It oh. even says real on the bottle. Real mayo. Thank you. Okay. But we're not done yet. <laughs> Another sorry offering an apology. Moho. <laughs> Have moho for you. Thank you. There you go. Thank Little you. Little taste of the Caribbean. <laughs> and. Hold I feel on. right at home. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on. There's more. Oh, yes, there is. Some Prosecco in individual bottles just for you so you can have your own brunch this weekend. Oh, thank you. Appreciate there you go. it. So, again, I, I bust out the mustard. I, <laughs> there, I, I did see mustard, <laughs> but I did not buy any mustard because that would have undercut everything that we just did. So, again, this is not, this is not me happy belated birthday because I already mm-hmm. screwed that up. I messed that up. I have to eat that and own that. Okay, mm-hmm. I've known you for a long time. Um, you are you are part of the family, so I own that. I screwed up. But this is this is an apology offering of ketchup, mayo, uh, mojo, and prosecco for you. So I hope that you can find it in your heart to to forgive us, or at least me. I don't know about Stone, but at least me. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank I you. copy paste. I cannot believe it, but I love that apology. It was really well done for me. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I hope you enjoy. And hopefully over time, we can mend the bonds that were broken yesterday. Okay. Cool. Okay. Awesome. <sighs> okay. See, I can own up to my mistakes. Okay? Like a man. Like a man. That's right. Now, what happened yesterday appears to be a bit of a mistake. Um, in Major League Baseball, uh, Buck Showalter, the, the manager of the New York Mets, uh, June 2nd, his Mets had a 10-and-a-half game lead. And Timmy Trumpet is riding strong and... The Mets are rolling. Uh, by September 7th, that lead completely disappeared. Brian Snitker's Atlanta Braves came all the way back and ended up winning the NL East. Now, what did the Mets do in the postseason? Oh, they flamed out. They completely and utterly flamed out in the wild card round. Like, inevitably, no. Like, we knew beforehand. Like, oh, God, if it's the Padres, like, they're going to get bounced. And they did. And they... Did. And they did. So you had a 10-and-a-half game lead, and you lost that 10-and-a-half game lead, and you finished second in your division, and you won one playoff game in the postseason. For me, like I'd be having reservations about naming Buck Showalter the manager of the year. Maybe I am missing something here, but you would think, Jeanette, even if the Braves have had more of a winning recent history than the Mets, like the Braves probably, Brian Snitker, the manager, the guy who came back from ten and a half games back, probably would, at least in a rational brain, have the edge for manager of the year, no? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think common sense would dictate that. But I, I keep hearing last night, oh, but the payrolls, but the payrolls, but the pay. Wait, no, 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 no. The Mets, the Mets had the second biggest payroll in all of baseball. So you can't use that. And along with the payrolls, the expectations. Like these guys are expected to go to the right. playoffs and stuff. So you've so- got a very vocal new owner who has been open about his willingness to spend, 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 spend. There were expectations for this Mets team. They made the moves to win the NL East, and what did they do? They did not win. The NLE. Almost exposing themselves like to the MVP of the NBA becoming the most popular award, right? Like the most popular player. Same thing with the NFL sometimes. We saw Sandy Alcantara win that uh, 
Cy Young Award. He won the Cy Young. And to go all the way back, he didn't even start in the All-Star no. game. So we're starting to learn like what this is about. So if Buck Showalter wasn't such a goofy character like Mike Leach-esque, then maybe he wouldn't have even got this award. So they're kind of exposing themselves, giving yeah. it to Buck. Foreshadowing, Youngstone. Mm. Uh, by the way, Sandy Alcantara, I don't know who... Who said that he should start the All-Star game and uh, it was disrespectful to him that he didn't because uh, the Major League Baseball was looking for a Dodgers representative to appeal to the hometown crowd. I don't know who. Oh, oh it was me. And then Sandy Alcantara <laughs> went and won the Cy Young. Huh, weird. And he's going to be traded in the next two years. We should That's figure out. This it's means. only the Marlins it's, way. Uh, it is the Marlins way. We should figure out how many guys won the Cy Young and didn't start in the All-Star game. I'm sure there's a bunch. I'm sure okay. there's a bunch. Okay. Yeah, I don't even think it's worth looking because I think there's a bunch. But the fact of the matter is, he convincingly should have been overwhelmingly the all-star game starter for the National League, and they opted to go with Clayton Kershaw because, oh, L.A., fun, fun, good times, happy crowd, whatever. All right. But Buck Showalter clearly, to me, getting more credit than he deserves this year. Yeah, 101 wins is great. It's the best regular season of his entire career. He's won four manager of the years now with four different teams. But even in his own division, he wasn't the best manager. That was Brian Snitker. Oh, but he set a culture. Well, what's that culture? Collapsing in September? I, 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 I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to find answers here. But there are a lot of coaches or managers like Buck Showalter who I think we get caught up in their aura or previous success. And we let them skate on that for an awful long time. They're relevant because of past success or because of how fun, fun, giggle, giggle they are, but they haven't actually done anything recently or really haven't ever done anything at all. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? And I'm going to go to Mississippi. And I'm going to go to a man who has a quip for everything, and he's an everyman, and he loves to have conversations. And I love the shtick. Mike Leach has carved out a shtick. Where he'll talk about your family, talk about marriages, talk about uh, what's the correct canned food to use on Thanksgiving. Halloween candy. I mean, listen to Mike Leach. This man, what a comedian. This week, Mississippi State and Georgia. Uh, and, and at halftime, Mike Leach was an unhappy head coach. And listen to this masterful dance he does, as he usually does, with the media on the SEC Network. What a momentum shift. How huge was that Xavion Thomas touchdown heading into the locker room? That's big. I mean, every play's important in a game like this. So, uh, yeah. You've been speaking to the officials all night. What's your reaction to some of those calls in the first half? What's your reaction? You're watching the same game I am. <laughs> uh, I think you ought to comment on it uh, positive or negatively, whatever's running through your mind. Okay, thank you, Coach. Sean, I'll let you... Like, objectively, I find that funny. That's funny. That's good times. But also, Mike Leach at Mississippi State, 4-7, and 7-6, seven, seven and six, and he's 6-4 and four this year. Boring. At Washington State, he had one double-digit win season, and they collapsed late in the year, and they lost the, what are they, what, the Apple Cup? Washington State and Washington. I guess yeah. it is. The yeah, yeah. he lost that. He had one double-digit win season at Texas Tech with Michael Crabtree. He made that ridiculous catch against Texas. They beat number one on a Saturday night. Like Mike Leach is fine, but he gets a lot more credit than he deserves because he talks. Like I could have said that. Like I could have walked off the field and did what Mike Leach did. Eh. He's completely underwhelming to me. Like a couple of weeks ago, Jeanette, I don't know if you saw this because you were in Europe. They were really, really struggling. And he went to the sideline. I believe it was Texas A&M that Mississippi State was playing. Yes, it went was. Went to the sideline to the receiver group. His receiver group was awful. 
He folded up all their chairs and just threw them to the ground because they didn't deserve to sit. Like, that's just clownish, like... It's petty, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Jeanette immediately has her, one of her yes, favorite college like football that. coaches, publicly petty. Yes, yeah, PP. Yeah, yeah. Petty, I guess, is the word, but he's super passive-aggressive as well, so I'm sure he was really upset with his wide receivers, and it was in broad daylight, but right? Everybody had their phones out. It was a bad look. If he wasn't so quirky and fun, like, nobody would talk about him, though, because he's just mid. He's a mid-coach, and he's been a mid-coach for an extended period of time. But it's hard to be that quirky. Like you said, you could do it. Like, I don't think anybody can do what Mike Leach does. Like, uh, only can, Mike Leach. Well, I, I can't coach football. <laughs> I mean, I could try. I can't do it. But I could be quirky like him. But it, 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 it rings hollow when he has another coach in his own state who says funny things but also wins a lot of games and has done a significantly better job at his new employer than Mike Leach does at his new employer in Lane Kiffin. So for me, Mike Leach, that's the coach or manager who gets a lot more credit than they deserve. What about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Bug Showalter lost a 10.5 game lead, finished second, got bounced out of the playoffs immediately. He's still National League Manager of the Year. Getting a little more credit than he deserves. Mike Leach gets a lot more credit to me than he deserves. Now, Jeanette, you focus a lot on NFL, on NBA in particular. Is there anyone that that occurs to you where you're like, why do we talk about that person so, so, so much? Not now. Nothing comes to mind because I've been kind of out of it the past three weeks. I know Steve Nash was a one of them, but he got yeah, fired. He so did get fired. His. And Bruce Arians may be one of them for you, somebody but that's now back in it. I don't know. If I Jim, want him back, actually. I he needs gonna, to get healthy, and he needs to come back. That's Bruce Arians. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Jeanette has all the respect in the world for he, Bruce Arians, He got actually. the Bucks a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And look at us now. Yeah, that's the thing, Stone. That was two <laughs> years ago. You can't argue with, with what Bruce Arians has done recently. Like Honestly, if you're talking coaches who have won a lot in the past but haven't done much recently— what about, like, Tom Izzo at Michigan State? There you go. Like, it used to be, oh, Michigan State, if they get into the NCAA tournament, they'll go to the Final Four because they'll coach them there. But the last six to eight years, Michigan State's been maybe make the Sweet 16, lose a ton of big games that they have in the regular season. I think Tom Izzo's in this conversation. And I don't hate you for that at all. And I think I can speak to those lines being, like, in those early rounds of March Madness last season, pick them games against teams that they never would have been of six, seven mm-hmm. years ago. So they're not the threat that they once were. The one up you here, we watched Colgate just absolutely obliterate Syracuse the other night and Jim Boham. Jim Boham is. Bo- Boham and everything. And he's in. How is it pronounced? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Boham. Boham. This thing, Bay, like Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Heim. Beheim. There we go. I watched him get, and I and I did watch all of that game. So for me hearing his name probably seventy five times in that game, and not to be able to uh, spit it back out, but they got blown <laughs> out by Colgate. So like they're not the same threat that they once were, uh, in, in my opinion as well. So right up there with Tom Izzo. But here's the power of Tom Izzo. I purposely watch Michigan State sure. games just to yeah. see him on the sideline, but which is kind on the of, side of the court. Well, that's why we watch Mike Leach because it's just so quirky and he it's so rem- fun. If my mommy were a basketball coach. It would be Tom Izzo. <laughs> really? The way he acts, the way he yells uh, at mannerisms, everybody. Yeah. The way, like, those secret videos of the way he, like... Uh, addresses people. Uh, and, like, yeah. throw in... Like, no. That I is love, my mommy. I love the thought that Tom Tom Izzo is the Jeanette's mommy of college basketball. Oh, That's right where she went. It's comforting for me. Yeah. 
<laughs> to watch it's her what just... Jeanette knows. Exactly. Uh, it's so man. angry and yell at everybody. That is so good. Uh, that is legitimately hilarious, actually. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. What about like, in the NFL right now? Who is... I mean, Josh McDaniel, the offensive architect oh my goodness gracious. of the New England Patriots. And what has he done now twice? He is crashing and burning <laughs> in the NFL. Like, if Josh McDaniel, if this continues, he'll never get a head coaching job again. For sure. The problem with NFL coaches, though, is if their unit has any bit of success, we automatically put them on a pedestal. Like... Eric Benamy, like, we know he's really good, but with the, the Chiefs offense, I'm sure if he was out of the picture, they'd still be putting up the numbers. So we just tend to give these guys all the love, and I'm saying that. Mike McDaniel should and deserves every bit yeah, of the Mike love. McDaniel deserves all the praise. Sure, so it's like it's, it's, so it's hard with the NFL because we give these guys credit if their unit is good. Just automatically. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think like, Sean McDermott, how much longer can he go <laughs> coming just shy of making the Super Bowl before we say – there might be a little bit of a hang-up here with this guy. <sighs> I, I mean, is that I, unfair? Is that unfair? Absolute, I don't know. Absolutely not unfair. I don't, I don't know. I, I would be willing to bet that there are some people that say Eric Spolstra gets more credit than he deserves. I think I, he's underrated. I do, too. He's definitely more underrated than anything. But they haven't won a title since LeBron was here, so it's easy for the dope fan to say... Uh, well, that never dope done fan anything. knows nothing because few coaches can turn a G League team into Correct. an Eastern Conference Correct. contender. Correct. But there are a lot more dopes out there than uh, we'd like to mm. actually uh, admit because I have seen the, oh, he doesn't do anything if LeBron's not there. I think in the NBA, part of the deal is how you manage egos. Like That's the hardest part of coaching an NBA team, especially with superstars, is how do you manage egos. A lot of times the X's and O's, the execution – will will uh, come on its own. For sure, and we just saw the short stint of Steve Nash <laughs> absolutely be incapable of maintaining those egos and stuff. But that always irks me that dope fans can always have their company line to go to, and that's you haven't won a title since LeBron left. Like It's not that it's hard to argue that, but we're going to continue to see it. Like It's not going to stop anytime soon. So I think Eric Spolstra may slip into this category. Remember how we were talking yesterday about how I hate the fact that there's more people in the world yesterday and have to listen to more opinions? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's one of the biggest <laughs> arguments. It is. Uh-huh. Oh, they haven't won a championship, especially when we talk about the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat, I love going to games. Right. And that's one of the biggest things. When we're like, Eric Spolster needs more attention. And they're like, well, he hasn't won a championship. I'm like, you obviously know nothing about basketball. I wasted my time with yep. you here. <laughs> I, I'd like to go home, thank you. Or you go home and I'll find a way back I'm going to drink a double vodka soda <laughs> so I can black out and forget about Wait, you. Have you, you. Ever, have you ever gone out with somebody... And then you tell them, hey, you should go. And then you stay out and just do your own thing. No, I leave them and then I go out and do my own thing. <laughs> that is actually, what, what is more right. What is more disrespectful? Or I guess, is that disrespectful or is it petty? Petty, disrespectful? No. I mean, you're obviously doing your own thing, which is good. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to properly describe it. Like, because what hurts more? There we go. What hurts more? You sending that person home and staying out? Or are you just outright leaving them this and is, going to do your own thing? Like, so, what hurts that person? So more? easy. If I am going out on a date <laughs> and I take a shower and I put all this cologne on and I'm going to meet Jeanette and everything and, and I put on all this effort and she <laughs> legitimately tells me to leave the, the premises, <laughs> like leave the bar. 
Like, I think it's one of the most disrespectful things that I, I would have probably ever gone through. I love it, though. I, don't, I see it hard to pull off, kind of. Or if you bring a guy to the strip club, and then you Uber back to your place with him, <laughs> and then you just get out of the car and say, all right, thank you, it was fun, <laughs> and end the night. Yeah, that was a fun night. In the wee morning. In the wee hours <laughs> wee, of the morning. like 4 a.m. And eat a salad. And eat a salad. more interested in eating a salad than going back to his place. <laughs> Um, I don't, I just don't want the show. If I ask a guy to leave in a bar, especially if it's one that I want to get away, I'm assuming he has an ego and I don't want the show of him. Why are you telling me to leave? Why are you doing this? That's uh, why call. I'd rather just be a great call. Actually, I'm going to head out. I'm going to meet up with some friends. Have a great evening. And mm. I'll be typically pay the tab just to uh, be more petty about yeah, it. Yeah. I was going to say that like, pokes. oh man, that actually, I closed me. the tab. I'm heading out. Have a good night. <laughs> I'd probably be pretty happy. That no, I would. That that actually made my stomach churn right there. That didn't feel good, and I was not on the receiving end of that in real life. Just the mere <laughs> hypothetical made me feel really bad about myself. Uh, which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? Buck Showalter. We've talked Tom Izzo, Mike Leach. Maybe you think it's Spo. Maybe you think it's Spo. I think that's insane, but we've certainly seen it on the social media interwebs. Spo get disrespected like that. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What about you, Stone? The first one that came to my mind was Doc Rivers. Like I feel oh, like Oh, that's great. I just, I feel like that is great. He has, I know it is on, but he has more arguments on one side than the other. And I think it's an avalanche of why he doesn't deserve credit more so than if you were to really dissect it, that he deserves. He was going to get fired as the head coach of the Celtics before Danny Ainge put Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen together. Like that's not news to anybody. We all assumed that. He was the beneficiary of that. They won a title. They only won one title. That was all the way back in 2008. And since then, he's been wildly underwhelming with the Clippers. And he goes on to Philly. And what did he do last? Oh, underwhelm. Yeah, Doc Rivers is perfect. That is perfect. Doc Rivers is absolutely always getting more credit than he deserves. He should have stayed with the Orlando Magic. (laughs) <laughs> I, you see, that's the problem. Like, I, I wouldn't have been he able to recall. He was an Orlando Magic coach. Yeah, you're right. His, his Magic Before days. he went to the Celtics, yeah. he was with the Magic. I was like, I totally forgot about that. I have not. It felt like 40 years ago. It is almost 40 I, years ago. Holy good Lord. I, I feel like when I think about or think back on Doc Rivers, it's like he's always had, or at his peak, has had the fifth or sixth best team in the league. Like, it's never like he's had the one or two besides when you talk about that big three. Yeah. But he's incapable of coaching them past their means. Exactly. Which Bolster does on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, like those Chris Paul Clippers teams, that's unacceptable. (laughs) 100%. It's unacceptable how little they actually won. They couldn't win a playoff series. We're talking about Lob City, baby. It was, yeah. They had their own nickname, and they couldn't get themselves into the Western Conference Finals to save their life. They couldn't (laughs) win big home playoff games to save their life. Uh, I think what, and I. This might come out wrong, and I apologize if it does. What I think gives Doc Rivers a lot of of credit in the minds of a lot of sports fans is he's extremely respected. Like he's he is able to convey opinions and thoughts very well. He appears to be liked by his locker rooms, but also the way he navigated that Clippers Donald Sterling nightmare. I think he gets a lot of credit for that because he was a phenomenal human being who showed great leadership during that time. So he'll get the benefit of the doubt. 
Unfortunately, from a basketball standpoint, he's been really mid, really mediocre based on what he's had at his disposal. Yeah, it's a really, really strong card you had to pull, and most some people would take that the wrong way, but it's exactly <laughs> right. Like it's one we see it all the time in all of the leagues. Yeah. Honestly, there's somebody who steps up, and because he's the only one who stepped up, he turns into the hero, and then we just neglect everything that he did negatively on the court. No, we see it all the time. Uh, which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? This coming off a of Buck Showalter losing a ten and a half game lead, losing the NL East, getting bounced out of the playoffs in the wild card, but still winning NL Manager of the Year. And I do think. This is probably easier in college where you have a lot of high-profile, face-of-program guys who get paid a lot, a lot, a lot of money, including some coaches who have spent 10, 15, 20 years at that location. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They get the credit they deserve because they are always taking care of your foot and ankle pain. You need to see an expert in the field, and that's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. We have a lot to do today, including... The Bills might become the first team in sports history whose fan base can use an excuse on both ends of the weather spectrum. Truly historic times we're entering. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Stone, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that the only thing you really remember from the NCAA tournament last year is St. Peter's beating Kentucky. Yes, sir. And then the St. Peter's run. You remember the dude with the mustache, Doug Eater? Dougie Doug. That's Mr. Buffalo Wild Wings, Doug. He's not on St. Peter's any longer. He transferred. I totally forgot about this. You know where he's at now? Tell me. Bryant. <laughs> you know where Bryant is tonight? Boca Raton. FAU. Bryant and FAU, Florida Atlantic playing Bryant, a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year, but also with arguably the face of last year's NCAA tournament, Doug Edert on the roster. You remember that guy, right, Jeanette? The guy with the mustache from St. Peter's? Yeah, but go Owls. Yeah, exactly. That's what I That's what I said. Yeah, I'm a little torn. I'm not going to lie tonight. You know, I'll be rooting for the Owls, but if Doug goes off for 35, am I going to be upset? I can't say that I will be. I don't know. He's not going to go off for 35. I hope not, at least. Um, uh, but but go see that. It's going to be a really, really, really good college basketball game. Uh, so uh, for tickets, 866-FAU-WILES, FAUtickets.com, 866-FAU-WILES, FAUtickets.com to go see the team. I call games for and Jeanette's alma mater go up against an NCAA tournament team from a year ago just three days after the Owls upset Florida. What do you know about that, Gators? What do you know about that, Gators? Nothing. Uh, nothing. 
nothing. You gotta avoid the letdown. Taking that L. Yeah. Well, that's that's the. Is that a real thing? I love uh, after a big that win. Thing. Uh, yes. Is it's a real thing? I 100% have been proved scientifically. I should have had gator that it's yesterday. a real thing. What did you say? I should have had gator yesterday. Gator G- meat. Gator. Oh, like gator eat, meat. Eating oh, gator. Oh, yeah. eating gator. Eating gator. I thought you said Gatorade. I'm like, I have some Gatorade if you'd like. We that. should have eaten some Gator live on the yeah. air sure. with Dusty May. <laughs> should have totally made that happen. Oh, 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 that reminds me. I need Jeanette to hear this. At some point before oh, the end of the show, Jeanette needs to hear your what you said during the course of the Dusty May interview. Jeanette, you're not going to be happy with me at all. Yep. I'll let you know beforehand. You got a whole week for me to be upset with you. It's okay. <laughs> well, this isn't going to help at all. Yeah, it's not going to help. It's going to further... Keep, uh, add him dig- on. Add him <laughs> on. But a letdown spot, though, is 100% a real thing. Like, these are 18, 19-year-old kids. Like, to just be still thinking about that, still rejoicing in your social media, practicing a little less harder, a sure. little looser, it happens. I would I would think, though, in FAU's case, playing Florida, beating them Monday, if they were playing, like, uh, an FIU, then I'd be like, uh... I hear you. Because FIU is bad. I hear you. But... The fact that they're playing a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year brought almost everyone back, and they have the guy who college basketball fans know as the mustache guy from St. Peter's. Like, There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. I think it's easy to get back up for that. All right, done deal. Go Owls, baby. Yeah, baby. It's really well done. Yeah, baby. Um, so let's go to social media. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? Buck Showalter, NL Manager of the Year for finishing second. In the NL East and losing the 10 and a half game lead. Uh, Mike Leach, he hasn't won a whole lot for all the attention he gets uh, for being funny and quippy. Uh, Doc Rivers, Stone with a great one. Doc Rivers gets a lot more credit than he actually deserves. Mike on Twitter agrees with Stone. Doc Rivers, one of the all time overrated coaches. One of the all time overrated coaches. Uh, Jeff says Brian Snitker, the GM of the Braves, is the star of that show. But I could go and say, oh, well, the Mets, the owner is the star of that show. Like, couldn't we Couldn't we play that game with the Mets, too, if we're going to play that game with the front office of the Braves? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he took that angle. It's tough, or it's bold. I mean, all Brian Snitker has done is win with that Braves team. Like, win-win and won a championship. Uh, Pat tweets in, Jeff Saturday, all of the credit he's getting for a win, would have received no blame for a loss. I don't know about that. That guy lives a sad life. Like, there's no pressure. Yes, there's no pressure on Jeff Saturday, but also for him to win and beat the great Josh McDaniels, who we mentioned, pretty overrated. I think that's a pretty... It's it's a tough call to make on Jeff Saturday. (laughs) If you're... He's doing doing Jim Ursay a favor. If you're struggling to give Jeff Saturday his flowers after last week, you've got bigger problems. What about Ron Rivera? He is too much of a gem of a human, and he's overcome way too (laughs) much for anybody to put any malice on his name. So next, but I keep pounding. But you, I think, need to separate how you feel about the person from what they've done on the field and what a magical. I mean, you're a cancer survivor, and he had to go through a lot. I I get it. I get it. That was his fault. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But. Again, other than going to the Super Bowl with the Panthers, what has Ron Rivera done recently? What has he done with Washington? And it's not like that Panthers team was consistent the season before that His or after that. His organization as a that, whole is also having a fantastic time, too. That's the argument. 
that's the argument right there is that he is. He is the only positive light that organization yeah. has. So next. He's, he's trying to squeeze as much as he can out of a rock, a diseased, uh, just morbid, awful rock and there an, in Washington. And an XFL quarterback that he and has an, to play an, right now. An XFL quarterback who's playing better and I think might be a better quarterback <laughs> than the former oh. MVP candidate quarterback uh. that they signed in the offseason. Your boy Carson Wentz is bad, bad. I mean, he might be done for. Like, bad. And it's really bad. tough because if he is going to be a bona fide backup, he's going to end up practicing a lot better than some of these starters. So he's going to be that weird character that's really hard to have around. Like, if we're going to have the frail conversation around Tua, we have to have the frail conversation with Carson Wentz, right? Yeah, and I think it's always been his shtick, honestly. I think Tua took it from Carson Wentz being the glass Joe. And at least at, at least Tua is um at least Tua is is someone that appears to be approachable and a good teammate. Where Carson <laughs> Wentz, those questions are still out there, floating out there. Yeah, his teammates have had a lot to say over the <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, they've been pretty vocal about, about how they what feel kind about of Carson teammates. Wentz. He is. Uh, which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, there is potentially going to be 70 inches of snow in Buffalo that falls. It's the Bills and the Browns on Sunday. Maybe. Maybe. When did you, by the way, born and raised uh, Florida, Jeanette, see snow for the first time? Last year, Christmas. Are you serious? When I went to South Dakota to oh. visit my sister in the Air Force, yeah. Oh, that's right. All the traveling that you've done in your life, mm -hmm. and uh, when you were in school at FAU, you would travel with FAU football. I and did uh, Dublin, New Year's. I've been to Europe. And you've never seen snow until last year? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a little, that's a little weird. Uh, I mean, Florida and the Dominican Republic really provide a lot of opportunities. <laughs> um, but, man, so, Stone, you, when you... Now, you grew up in Georgia, right? Sure. Did you see snow there? Yes, I did. Okay. As well as North Carolina. So you got that out of the way pretty early. Definitely did. It doesn't snow pretty in Georgia, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh. I can't say it does consistently or like on a year-to-year -year basis, but yeah, we got a lot of snow in Georgia okay. as well as North Carolina, and I'm a total, take me on out on the slopes, man. I've taken plenty of ski trips in my life. I've seen a lot of snow. I refuse Shredded. to go on ski trips. Shredded a lot of powder. You refuse to go I on ski trips? On Why? Ski trips. Come on. Hell no. What Run. am I going to do? Have ski. a lot of fun. No, hot I'm chocolate? gonna go. All I'm gonna do is get buy a ski mask. Those are actually really cool. Sit in a hot tub and drink hot toddies. <laughs> that that's fine. What's wrong with that? You're still enjoying the ski trip. Yeah, if you're doing enjoying it in a lodge. Enjoying the ski trip. Yeah, How? Enjoy, because you get to watch me shred the powder as I carve. I would rather watch. Whoosh, you, whoosh, and then I'll tell you the salt live, and I'm. Whoosh, I would rather watch whoosh, you fall on your face repeatedly. Which I'm that sure would I would. Happen. Yeah, it totally happens. So I actually used to go to the Wisconsin Dells all the time as a kid is and that ski. Fake? What is that? That sounds fake. It's like a hilly place in Wisconsin, like the middle of Wisconsin. Wisconsin <laughs> is actually deceptively hilly. Um, so <laughs> I would go. I would go ski up there. I was actually a pretty decent. Skier. I totally believe that. Yeah, but I could not get the hang of snowboarding at all. Mm -hmm. Speaking of falling flat on the face, the thing with skiing, it doesn't hurt to fall unless you kind of do that cartwheel. Like you got to feel like you know when you're about to fall so you can bail. Because if you don't even try and stick with it, that's where the problems come and the broken bones come and like <laughs> tree hitting that stuff comes. Like that's not good, but skiing's fun. Like Jeanette, I really think, and you don't have to go on the big like black diamond hills or anything, but if you went yeah. on the bunny hills. No. 
Like that would be. F- I think you would like oh, it. So I could watch some three year old yeah, absolutely murder <laughs> me on the slope. Jeanette, Jeanette, I hated that from him right there. I do not want to see you on the bunny slope as well, bumping over a little Sally as she's going idle speed on her snowboard. You can't do that. And here that. comes little Timmy, going shredding, in- throwing me that salt life, just no. throwing powder in her face. <laughs> he- probably, Get yeah. me off the stupid skis. <laughs> Throw me in a hot tub. That's fine. And give me a hot toddy, but give me my ski mask. And typically at ski resorts, at the bottom of the slope is where kind of the restaurant, the bar is. So we'll just, you know, frequently pop in and say, what up? That's, no, don't. Leave me alone. Our you guys, our ski don't Jimmy. bring in that cold, nasty mush near me. Uh, so you, you don't like the slush. You don't like the thought of watching people ski. You certainly don't like the thought of skiing. So you would just be no-go. Like, say we were like, hey, Aspen. Uh, let's go hang out. We got a we got a lodge and uh, ski trip. You would be like, nah. I'm really gonna th- throw my money away and watch people do the same thing repeatedly in snow and be captive in a hotel <laughs> for five days. A picture, lodge. Picture this: you hop off the plane in Breckenridge. Oh, a nice place. Burberry jacket, Ooh. new boots, mm. <laughs> a subtle European accent, <laughs> and you just hit on every. Dude, there, we'll do We'll take oh care my of the ski and snowboard. Just beautiful, beautiful European men all over the place in Breckenridge. Yeah. Now, see, now, now the gears are turning. Uh-huh. That's a different type of trip. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to. What, do you, is that where all my European-American men are? Probably. Like, a ski trip doesn't have to be for skiing. And if they're not, me and Ken will find them on the slopes and create this, this buddy pal thing. <laughs> hey, uh, Lars. <laughs> what I mean, my friend Jeanette. <laughs> Lars. Lars. That That's was the only European so name I could think good. of. That's what she came up with? So, no. He's no, probably Norwegian is or Danish. So or yeah. He's yeah. probably really hot. Blonde hair, it. blue eyes. I'm like over telling a brunette, you, it's sort of your t- Okay, fine. <laughs> we'll find a brunette Lars. That's great. Maybe he's German. I don't know. Chaz. Or a, Ch- or a Chaz. You keep going back to Chaz as like uh, an example of a name for a random person. I'm not sure why you're doing that. Like three days worth of that. Chaz know, is not an attractive name. I'm I know. I apologize for that. Nars is at least like <laughs> yeah, it's exotic. <laughs> it's like a singer on Eurovision. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Representing wait. the great country of Denmark. That's right. That's Lars. right. Lars. So, so with all of this snow, and again, I do advocate for ski trips, but but I mean, I don't advocate for ever going to Buffalo. I want to make sure that I make that abundantly clear. But they are forecasting potentially between now and the snow has already started and Sunday. 70 inches yep. of snow. 70. Like, what is the math on that? Hold on. What is 70? Six feet. Six feet. Six feet of snow. And there are discussions about moving the game. Sean McDermott said yesterday, well, I haven't heard anything. We're still planning on playing on Sunday. The Bills, Bills Mafia, the same people who throw themselves through tables and they're hardened by, by long winters in Buffalo. They are on the verge of being able to use an excuse for a loss from both ends of the weather spectrum for the first time in NFL history. <laughs> history. They wanted OSHA called when the sun was too hot and their team was too sweaty in week three, and that's why they lost to the Dolphins. Now, if they lose to the Browns, it's going to be, it's going to be oh, there was too much snow. The conditions weren't good enough for our football team. I am praying, praying that the Bills lose on Sunday so I can see Bills Mafia once again pout their way to excuses for this Super Bowl favorite. I say we go on Amazon Prime and get a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt jersey because this is a bad matchup for Buffalo. These guys are going to turn it out in the snow. I can totally see this game going lopsided and them losing a 17-10 to 10 game. Isn't 14-10 to 10 game. This is a win for karma. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is a win for karma. Yeah. 
You guys sure. want to complain about the weather? <laughs> oh, we'll give you weather. Here's six feet of snow. You're so Here, right. <laughs> Here's six feet of snow, some taller than your players. <laughs> Nothing I, against FAU great. Devin, Devin Singletary. Singletary, but he's only 5'7". Exactly. <laughs> right. So good luck running through that, Mr. Singletary. Again, go Owls. Um, but but it also, too, I, I am one of the few who doesn't find watching football in the snow all that fun. Because the quality of play is bad. You're not. Like, bad, bad. Last night, we had some action. We had Central Michigan and Western Michigan. They were playing. I didn't watch a single second at all because it was snowing in that and game. I'm sure it's fun to play in. I know I had fun playing in it when I would just play with my buddies in Chicago in the suburbs when it would snow, but that's not good quality football. No, I'll tell you as a quarterback, it would be my biggest nightmare. Yeah. Biggest it, nightmare. Am I am I just being like a curmudgeon here, or are people with me that watching football being played in the snow is not all that fun? Is watching football being played in the snow fun? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because I say sort of no. Like I want no part of that, except if the Browns could figure it out. That's the best way, I think, for the Browns to beat the Bills is because the snow is going to be there. Yeah, there's this whole shtick that watching football in the snow is glorious, right? I saw it all over my timeline yesterday in that – the Soldier Field never needs a dome. Keep Soldier Field the way it is. But why? But I always ask myself why. None of these kids want to play in it. Okay. I don't I don't know how you're going to win any money off of it. I don't know what the right. enjoyment is. Is there anything glamorous about snow in general? Yes. So, yes, there is. And I think... I think it I, the, the, the negativity is so outweighing. Yeah. The positive in all aspects. So... And mm. skiing... Which and is, outfits skiing's and expensive. playing. I think what it's is my so favorite good part. about snow? Snow sounds disgusting, and I do not want to live in it. It's the aesthetic. When the aesthetic that aesthetic. lasts you for like five minutes? No, it lasts you months when it's sitting on your balcony when you wake up in the morning and you get to open the brisk air when you drink a coffee. And gray and then people pee in it so it's yellow too. That's a good point. I'm, I'm with Jeanette on this, but I think it's because I was born and raised in it. I do not like snow. I much prefer living down here in South Florida because shoveling sucks. Waking up at 3 a.m. to chip away at your windshield when ice is caked on it, that sucks. Warming up your car, sliding around roads, slush, all of that sucks. So fun fact about my car, I lived in Jacksonville for a year, Uh and it was the first time, it was the coldest weather I've ever lived in. And I woke (laughs) up and there was like ice on my car. (laughs) I love it, Jeanette. Jacksonville was the coldest (laughs) place I've ever lived in. It was, I was miserable. That city, there's, I have a lot of opinions about it. (laughs) And my dad who, my stepdad who has a pool company in New York has one of those brushes, those iron brushes to clean out your car. I used it on my actual car. And not on my window uh-huh. because I had no idea how to use it. So now on the trunk of my car, there's a bunch of scratches from this brush that is used to take off ice. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, I have tough. no idea. He was like, Jeanette, use this to take off the ice off of your car. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me get it off my trunk. And now my mm, trunk is all scratched up. Yeah. I hate this. I hate cold weather. <laughs> that actually is a really sad story about your car. I'd be really upset with myself if I did that. <laughs> I had no idea. I think... Ken is the worst part is driving through a square that big when you're yeah. late to get in the car and you don't have enough time to ice pick. Well, I so. can't tell you how, how many... is any of this positive? <laughs> I know. I loved it. But my kids all the time, like it, we are going to <laughs> Chicago to visit my parents in January solely to try to have my kids because they talk about it all the time. See snow, like hoping that in January there will be snow on the ground and snow will fall on them. They talk about it 
constantly. So there's a market for it. And I think well, Elsa been, and the boy, girls got it. Uh, if you were born and raised in Florida, I think there is a market for snow. I think there's a... Oh, really? Yes. I oh. really think so. Like a few igloo clubs? <laughs> I hate ice bars, and there's ice bars. I, Especially I'm, in Orlando. If you were born and raised down here, if you were born and raised in South Florida, do you have a desire to be in snow? Do you have a, a desire to spend time in snow? Because I do know people that have moved from the Northeast as well, and when it gets to holiday time, they miss. They miss the snow. Well, I hate Christmas and the holidays, <laughs> too, so that adds more to it. Oh, man. So you're you are just you hate the holidays and mm-hmm. you hate snow. Yeah, and you want less people on this earth. Uh huh. Love it. No, love it. Hey, there's a reason Jeanette and I have uh, been friends for as long as we have because we're on the same page here. Um, but do you do, do you people in the Northeast miss snow at the holidays? And those in South Florida, do you desire to be in snow? That are born and raised down here, do you have a desire to go into snow? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, that's 888-760-3776, but man, Stone, I totally know what you're talking about with the little little square portion of the windshield, you scraped it just enough to see, and it's like dark, it's like 6 in the morning, and you're running late, and you've got your um, you've got your um, defrost on. Yeah. But it takes a while to get that thing going, and uh, there's a good chance that your windshield wipers are still stuck no to doubt. the windshield. So you're just peering through that little hole while the roads are icy, and you, I mean it's unsafe. It's totally <laughs> unsafe. But I've been there so many times in my life. We used to get in trouble if we would pull up to the facilities for an early morning workout, and we had that square. <laughs> Like our strength and conditioning coach would wait at the in the parking lot and he would see us pull up and it would be four kids hopping out of a car where only one kid saw through this two by four <laughs> little window. You got no rear view action. You got no no, nothing, no nothing. windows. Can't roll the windows down. Oh. Too stuck. Yeah, I honestly got a kick out of it a lot of the time. It was wow. good. It used to wake me up. It was my equivalent to a cold shower. Snow sounds great. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And no, Jeanette, you're not missing anything. I did not know last year was because, again, my kids talk about it all the time. I I told them, hey, it snowed by grandma and grandpa's last night because they're still in suburban Chicago. And my oldest goes, oh, man, we never are going to see snow. Like, just furious. It's because the movie Frozen, right? It's really made it into this beautiful thing. You know what? Like, they want to build a snowman. I I think that's part of it. Hey, Elsa. Uh huh. Screw you. Queen Elsa. <laughs> Give me my life back, Give me my Elsa. life back, Elsa. Stop hijacking my life. Uh, so so when we come back, we'll continue to discuss Bill's Mafia and how many excuses they're going to make off of this. Um, but also, we have a very, very, very inopportune injury in the NBA that happened last night. It involves a ball brother. This one is weird. She's Janet Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I opened it this morning, my one $115 new U.S. soccer kit. I went with the road kit, the blue one, because I spill food all over myself all the time. So I didn't want to get the white home one. 
And I took it out, and my six-year-old goes, oh, tie-dye. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is where they went totally wrong with these designs. Nike blew it. It's literally what they look like. Yeah, they do. They look like tie-dye. I don't have a problem with them. No, 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 no. If you're going to the World Cup wearing tie-dye, you deserve to lose. Like, you can't... You can't be the United States of freaking America. But it's also the most American thing. <laughs> like, it's right on brand with America. <laughs> it's a great point. And, and if all of the members of the team were 282 pounds and wearing jeans as well. You're right. No, it's leggings. Americans wear leggings. <laughs> you're right. And you said in Europe, they don't, like, they will shun you if you wear leggings. You're not shunned. You do you, but you definitely get judged. Yeah, it's like well, it's like you're walking by. It's like, oh god, look at that American. I judge like, tie dye. I mean, it, it looks. Or he's from it, the states. It looks like tie dye. The United States is going to play England on Friday, wearing tie dye. Like that's not good enough. As a two goal underdog. <laughs> As a two goal underdog wearing tie dye oh. against Harry Kane and the mighty English. That's not good. It, it, it's. It, <laughs> I personally love it. Yeah, I don't mind it at all, and and you're not going to be happy with me here at all. But so far, our Deportes social media, we were going around, and they were asking who you think's going to win the World Cup. And yeah, I, can't, I got a, I can't lie to you, I didn't. didn't well, I didn't say the U.S. The U.S. isn't going to win the World Cup. Yeah, I didn't Cup. pick the stars in the stripe. No, 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 I picked Brazil. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because in my Brazil. video, I picked Brazil as well. Okay, yeah, Brazil's going to win all the right, World Cup. All right, we're rocking I out with Brazil. Yo, let's do it. Um, but but if you want to see me wearing my Nike tie dye U.S. soccer kit. Come on out to Stormhouse Brewing Monday. Ken Levick alive, broadcast live from Stormhouse Brewing. And the match starts at 2. So 12 to 2, we're on the air from Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard, and then the U.S. and Wales kick off as the Americans open in soccer's biggest tournament. International bragging rights on the line. And we're doing it in tide high. The U.S. and Wales, Monday, 2 o'clock. Ken Levick Alive is there broadcasting live, 12 to 2 at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com. But get in there. I would get in there. Everything opens at 11.30. If I were you, Monday, I would get there at 11.30 and find your seat. Because this is going to be packed. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. The crafted on-site beer, the full food menu, all of it at Stormhouse Brewing and U.S. Wales. Ken Levick alive. Can't beat it. Me in my Nike tie-dye U.S. kit. All there Monday. Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com uh, I I am having a hard time getting myself totally up for the World Cup because it's so weird it's happening now. Yeah, and with all of the videos surfacing around Qatar mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with this kind of narrative that we're seeing on social media and stuff like that. It's a narrative that's existed for years, though. I mean, as far as the... Like, this is nothing new. No. You know, when you talk about Firefest and when you talk about the, where they're going to stay, it, it, it's been... Those have been some tough videos for me to watch. The it's, human rights and everything issues started years ago should yeah, have been this is, foreshadowed. Right, exactly. And this is on FIFA. Let's, let's not make any mistake. This is... FIFA and Sepp Blatter, the former president, lining his pockets with, with the Middle East money. So, it's not the player's fault. And, and another thing, too, uh, the, this expectation, fans want to see these players protest or show that they're standing up against human rights. But, honestly, and a lot of players have gotten some flack, including Hugo Lloris, who's the starting goalkeeper for France, the defending champs. Uh, or he said, hey, we're here to play. We're here to play. 
Uh, we're here not to to take stances. And you know what? Qatar doesn't mess around. I wouldn't trust being in Qatar and uh, and protesting Mm-mm. or taking a stand. Obviously, it's disgusting the human rights violations, but. Why should they put themselves at risk, right. their personal well-being at risk, when it's not their fault the World Cup is there? I hope it doesn't take the oomph out of these games it's going because to. we're it's going so, to. so excited for them. It's definitely going to take the oomph out of them. And I, it'll be really sad to see. It, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. But, listen, it happened. You get behind it. I, I pup for the World Cup. Love the World Cup. Absolutely. And so I'll put my tie-dye kit on. And I'll cheer on the Americans, okay? Uh, speaking of uh, World Cup, at least, at least you can go to Underdog Fantasy, try and make the most of it, make some money off of it. Make some money with Underdog Fantasy. They're going to have soccer fantasy, of course. They always do, but especially now with this tournament getting underway. Uh, you've got NBA fantasy games tonight. You've got Thursday night football. you got the Packers and the Titans. You have Thursday night specific NFL fantasy at Underdog Fantasy. Week 11 NFL, all right there. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's the best fantasy. It's my fantasy. It's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code West Palm. Double your deposit up to $100 with the promo code West Palm. Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com. The free Underdog Fantasy app. It's Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Play it tonight. Stone's playing it. I'm playing it. And it's an awful lot of fun to play. And like I said, I've been in the money last couple of nights. Let's go. Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Com. Hour two on the way. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's a message from Ken Levicka. You had a 10-and-a-half game lead. You lost it all. Your team got bounced in the playoffs, and you're the manager of the year. Somebody explain that to me. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Levicka Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up! Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Maybe it's just me, and I have simple sports sensibilities. I have a small sports brain. But if I have two baseball managers one had a 10 and a half game lead and then the other erased that 10 and a half game lead and ended up winning their division the manager of the year should be the guy who caught the other manager who had the 10 and a half game lead i don't know it's just typically how it goes i, I don't know time. maybe 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 there's something that i'm missing here that's bizarre Thursday edition of Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. Right off of the dreary, yet comfortable, intracoastal. I'm okay with it. Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is the Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Thursday means, as always, Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen in her throne here on Ken Levick Alive. Now, uh, Jeanette doesn't know that that we're we're going to do this. Uh, could you cue the music, please, uh, Stone? Thank you. So, I need to own something, okay? <laughs> I need to own something, and I need to do it publicly, okay? 
Yesterday, Jeanette returned to the show, and we were extremely excited to have her back. We were pumped, okay? And I like to talk about a lot how this show, me, Jeanette, Theo, Stone, Barkley, my two dogs, Howard, Schnelly, oh yeah, my wife, Vivi, Jess, sorry, I, I, put, I, I didn't mean to, to mention the dogs first. My daughters, Addie, Leah. It's all family. This is all a, a radio show family. No okay? doubt about it. So Jeanette came back yesterday, and Stone and I failed as a family. Okay? Jeanette's birthday was Tuesday. So we told her happy birthday, of course. Right. But what we Stone didn't text me. We celebrated your birthday, and I set up what treats, whatever, whatever, whatever. We did Continue. acknowledge it on the show. I'll, okay, fine. You're right. Stone didn't. Good job, Stone. But what we should have done, what we should have done is with Jeanette actually here yesterday, had a proper celebration. And so, Jeanette, I would like to apologize for that. Me personally, I screwed up. And I should have wished you a proper happy birthday and had a proper celebration for you on the show. And for that, I apologize in the words of Timbaland and um, who's One this? Republic. One Republic, thank you. Thank you. Come on. So I apologize. So what I'm about to do, <laughs> and I don't want you, this is not This is not a birthday gift. This is not me trying to make up for lack of tangible physical gift for you, okay? But this is more of an apology offering for you, okay? Mm-hmm. So, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So... First and foremost, I would like to, I apologize, here's ketchup. What kind of ketchup? It's Heinz. Heinz, Heinz tomato ketchup. The basic kind? Yes. It's the basic yes, kind. Yes, yes, Come on. I didn't know There's if you only had one a special type of kind of ketchup. ketchup. No, much better ketchup. But, but I thank also. Thank you. It's the thought that counts, especially when it's late. Mayonnaise. Thank you. Mayonnaise. Oh. It's the real So one. you can combine the them. That's the, it oh. even says real on the bottle. Real mayo. Thank you. Okay. But we're not done yet. <laughs> Another sorry offering an apology. Moho. <laughs> Have moho for you. Thank you. There you go. Thank Little you. taste of the Caribbean. <laughs> and hold I feel on. right at home. Thank you. <laughs> hold on. There's more. Oh yes, there is. Some Prosecco. In individual bottles just for you so you can have your own brunch this weekend. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you it. So again, I, I bust out the mustard. I <laughs> there. I, I did see mustard, but I did not buy any mustard because that would have undercut everything that we just did. So again, this is not this is not me. Happy belated birthday because I already mm-hmm. screwed that up. I messed that up. I have to eat that and own that. Okay, mm-hmm. I've known you for a long time. Um, you are you are part of the family, so I own that. I screwed up. But this is this is an apology offering of ketchup, mayo, uh, mojo. And prosecco for you. So I hope that you can find it in your heart to to forgive us, or at least me. I don't know about Stone, but at least me. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank I you. copy paste. I cannot believe it, but I love that apology. It was really well done for yeah. me. Thank you. Okay, so I hope you enjoy, and hopefully over time we can mend the bonds that were broken yesterday. Okay. Cool. Okay. Awesome. <sighs> okay. See, I can own up to my mistakes. Okay. Like a man. Like a man. That's right. Now. What happened yesterday appears to be a bit of a mistake. Um, in Major League Baseball, um, Buck Showalter, the, the manager of the New York Mets, uh, June 2nd, his Mets had a 10-and-a-half game lead, and Timmy Trumpet is riding strong, and 
The Mets are rolling. Uh, by September 7th, that lead completely disappeared. Brian Snickers, Atlanta Braves, came all the way back and ended up winning the NL East. Now, what did the Mets do in the postseason? Oh, they flamed out. They completely and utterly flamed out in the wild card round. Like, inevitably, no. Like, we knew beforehand. Like, oh, God, if it's the Padres, like, they're going to get bounced. And they did. And they did. And they did. So you had a 10-and-a-half game lead, and you lost that 10-and-a-half game lead, and you finished second in your division, and you won one playoff game in the postseason. For me, like, I'd be having reservations about naming Buck Showalter the manager of the year. Maybe I am missing something here, but you would think, Jeanette, even if the Braves have had more of a winning recent history than the Mets, like the Braves probably, Brian Snitger, the manager, the guy who came back from ten and a half games back, probably would, at least in a rational brain, have the edge for manager of the year, no? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think common sense would dictate that. But I, I keep hearing last night, oh, but the payrolls, but the payrolls, but the pay. Wait, no, 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 no. The Mets, the Mets had the second biggest payroll in all of baseball. So you can't use that. And along with the payrolls, the expectations. Like these guys are expected to go to the right. playoffs and stuff. So you've so- got a very vocal new owner who has been open about his willingness to spend, 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 spend. There were expectations for this Mets team. They made the moves to win the NL East, and what did they do? They did not win. The NL East. Almost exposing themselves like to the MVP of the NBA becoming the most popular award, right? Like the most popular player. Same thing with the NFL sometimes. We saw Sandy Alcantara win that uh, Cy Young award. He and, won the Cy Young. And to go all the way back, he didn't even start in the All-Star no. game. So we're starting to learn like what this is about. So if Buck Showalter wasn't such a goofy character like Mike Leach-esque, then maybe he wouldn't have even got this award. So they're kind of exposing themselves, giving yeah. it to Buck. Foreshadowing Youngstone. Mm. Uh, by the way, Sandy Alcantara, I don't know who... Who said that he should start the All-Star game and uh, it was disrespectful to him that he didn't because uh, the Major League Baseball was looking for a Dodgers representative to appeal to the hometown crowd. I don't know who. Oh, oh, it was me. And then Sandy Alcantara went and won the Cy Young. Huh, weird. And he's going to be traded in the next two years. We should That's figure what out. This means. It's only the Marlins it's, way. Uh, it is the Marlins way. We should figure out how many guys won the Cy Young and didn't start in the All-Star game. I'm sure there's a bunch. I'm sure okay. there's a bunch. Okay. Yeah, I don't even think it's worth looking because I think there's a bunch. But the fact of the matter is, he convincingly should have been overwhelmingly the all-star game starter for the National League, and they opted to go with Clayton Kershaw because, oh, L.A., fun, fun, good times, happy crowd, whatever. All right. But Buck Showalter clearly, to me, getting more credit than he deserves this year. Yeah, 101 wins is great. It's the best regular season of his entire career. He's won four manager of the years now with four different teams. But even in his own division, he wasn't the best manager. That was Brian Snitker. Oh, but he set a culture. Well, what's that culture? Collapsing in September? I, 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 I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to find answers here. But there are a lot of coaches or managers like Buck Showalter who I think we get caught up in their aura or previous success. And we let them skate on that for an awful long time. They're relevant because of past success or because of how fun, fun, giggle, giggle they are, but they haven't actually done anything recently, or really haven't ever done anything at all. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? And I'm going to go to Mississippi. And I'm going to go to a man who has a quip for everything, and he's an everyman, and he loves to have conversations. And I love the shtick. Mike Leach has carved out a shtick. 
where he'll talk about your family, talk about marriages, talk about uh, what's the correct canned food to use on Thanksgiving. Halloween candy. I mean, listen to Mike Leach. This man, what a comedian. This week, Mississippi State and Georgia. Uh, and and at halftime, Mike Leach was an unhappy head coach. And listen to this masterful dance he does, as he usually does, with the media on the SEC Network. What a momentum shift. How huge was that Xavion Thomas touchdown heading into the locker room? That's big. I mean, every play is important in a game like this. So, uh, yeah. You've been speaking to the officials all night. What's your reaction to some of those calls in the first half? What's your reaction? You're watching the same game I am. <laughs> uh, I think you ought to comment on it uh, positive or negatively, whatever's running through your mind. Okay, thank you, Coach. Sean, I'll let you... Like, objectively, I find that funny. That's funny. That's good times. But mm-hmm. also, Mike Leach at Mississippi State, 4-7, and 7-6, seven, seven and six, and he's 6-4 and four this year. Boring. <laughs> at Washington State, he had one double-digit win season, and they collapsed late in the year, and they lost the, what are they, what, the Apple Cup? Washington State and Washington. I guess yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. he lost that. He had one double-digit win season at Texas Tech with Michael Crabtree. He made that ridiculous catch against Texas. They beat number one on a Saturday night. Like Mike Leach is fine, but he gets a lot more credit than he deserves because he talks. I, I could have said that. Like I could have walked off the field and did what Mike Leach did. Eh. He's completely underwhelming to me. Like a couple of weeks ago, Jeanette, I don't know if you saw this because you were in Europe. They were really, really struggling. And he went to the sideline. I believe it was Texas A&M that Mississippi State was playing. Yes, it went was. Went to the sideline to the receiver group. His receiver group was awful. He folded up all their chairs and just threw them to the ground because they didn't deserve to sit. Like, that's just clownish. Like It's petty, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Jeanette, Jeanette immediately has her, one of her yes, favorite college like football that. coaches, publicly petty. Yes, yeah, super. PP. Yeah, yeah. Petty, I guess, is the word, but he's super passive-aggressive as well, so I'm sure he was really upset with his wide receivers, and it was in broad daylight, but right? Everybody had their phones out. It was a bad look. If he wasn't so quirky and fun, like, nobody would talk about him, though, because he's just mid. He's a mid-coach, and he's been a mid-coach for an extended period of time. But it's hard to be that quirky. Like, you said you could do it. Like, I don't think anybody can do what Mike Leach does. Like, uh, only can, Mike Leach. Well, I, I can't coach football. <laughs> I mean, I could try. I can't do it. But I could be quirky like him. But it, 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 it rings hollow when he has another coach in his own state who says funny things but also wins a lot of games and has done a significantly better job at his new employer than Mike Leach does at his new employer in Lane Kiffin. So, for me, Mike Leach... That's the coach or manager who gets a lot more credit than they deserve. What about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Buck Showalter lost a 10.5 game lead. Finished second. Got bounced out of the playoffs immediately. He's still National League Manager of the Year. Getting a little more credit than he deserves. Mike Leach gets a lot more credit to me than he deserves. Now, Jeanette, you focus a lot on NFL, on NBA in particular. Is there anyone that that occurs to you where you're like, why do we talk about that person so, so, so much? Not now. Nothing comes to mind because I've been kind of out of it the past three weeks. I know Steve Nash was a 
one of them, but he got yeah. fired. He so did get fired. His. And Bruce Arians may be one of them for you, somebody but that's now back in it. I don't know. I want him back, actually. I he was needs gonna... to get healthy, and he needs to come back. That's <laughs> Bruce Arians. I was going to say, I think Jeanette has all the respect in the world for he, Bruce Arians, He got actually. the Bucks a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And look at us now. Yeah, that's the thing, Stone. That was two <laughs> years ago. You can't argue with, with what Bruce Arians has done recently. Like Honestly, if you're talking... Coaches who have won a lot in the past but haven't done much recently. What about, like, Tom Izzo at Michigan State? There you go. Like, it used to be, oh, Michigan State, if they get into the NCAA tournament, they'll go to the Final Four because they'll coach them there. But the last six to eight years, Michigan State's been maybe make the Sweet 16, lose a ton of big games that they have in the regular season. I think Tom Izzo's in this conversation. And I don't hate you for that at all. And I think I can speak to those lines being, like, in those early rounds of March Madness last season, pick them games against teams that they never would have been of six, seven mm-hmm. years ago. So they're not the threat that they once were. One up you here, we watched Colgate just absolutely obliterate Syracuse the other night in Jim Boham. Jim Boham is Bo- Boham and everything. And he's in how is it pronounced? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Bayheim. Bayheim. This thing Bay, like Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Heim. Bayheim. There we go. I watched him get, I, and, I, and I did watch all of that game. So for me hearing his name probably 75 times in that game and not to be able to uh, spit it back out, but they got blown <laughs> out by Colgate. So, like, they're not the same threat that they once were, uh, in my opinion, as well. So, right up there with Tom Izzo. But here's the power of Tom Izzo. I purposely watch Michigan State sure. games just to yeah. see him on the sideline. But Which is kind on the of, side of the court. Well, that's why we watch Mike Leach because it's just so quirky and he it's so rem- fun. If my mommy were a basketball coach, it would be Tom Izzo. <laughs> really? The way he acts, the way he yells uh, at mannerisms, everybody. Mannerisms, yeah. The way, like, those secret videos of the way he, like... Addresses people. Uh, and, like, yeah. throw in... Like, no. That I is love, my mommy. I love the thought that Tom Tom Izzo is the Jeanette's mommy of college basketball. That's right where she went. It's comforting for me. Yeah. <laughs> to watch It's just, what Jeanette knows. Exactly. It's oh, so man. angry and yell at everybody. That is so good. Uh, that is... Legitimately hilarious, actually. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. What about like in the NFL right now? Who is, I mean, Josh McDaniel, the offensive architect. Oh, my goodness gracious. Of the New England Patriots. And what has he done now twice? He is crashing and burning <laughs> in the NFL. Like if Josh McDaniel, if this continues, he'll never get a head coaching job again. For sure. The problem with NFL coaches, though, is if their unit has any bit of success, we automatically put them on a pedestal. Like Eric Benamy, like we know he's really good, but with the, the Chiefs offense, I'm sure if he was out of the picture, they'd still be putting up the numbers. So we just tend to give these guys all the love, and I'm saying that Mike McDaniel should and deserves every bit yeah, of Mike the love. Mike McDaniel deserves all the praise. Sure. So it's that like it's it's, so it's hard far. with the NFL because we give these guys credit if their unit is good. Just automatically. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think like Sean McDermott, how much longer can he go <laughs> coming just shy of making the Super Bowl before we say there might be a little bit of a hang up here with this guy? <sighs> I, I mean, is that I, unfair? Is that unfair? Absolute, I don't know. Absolutely not unfair. I don't. I don't know. I, I would be willing to bet that there are some people that say Eric Spolstra gets more credit than he deserves. I think I, he's underrated. I do too. He's definitely more underrated than anything. But they haven't won a title since LeBron was here, so it's easy for the dope fan to say, 
Uh, well, that dope fan knows nothing because few coaches can turn a G League team into Correct. an Eastern Conference Correct. contender. Correct. But there are a lot more dopes out there than uh, we'd like to mm. actually uh, a- admit because I have seen the, oh, he doesn't do anything if LeBron's not there. I think in the NBA, part of the deal is how you manage egos. Like That's the hardest part of coaching an NBA team, especially with superstars, is how do you manage egos. A lot of times the X's and O's, the execution – will will uh, come on its own. For sure, and we just saw the short stint of Steve Nash <laughs> absolutely being incapable of maintaining those egos and stuff. But that always irks me that dope fans can always have their company line to go to, and that you haven't won a title since LeBron left. Like, it's not that it's hard to argue that, but we're going to continue to see it. Like, it's not going to stop anytime soon. So I think Eric Spolstra may slip into this category. Remember uh, how we were talking yesterday about how I hate the fact that there's more people in the world yesterday and have to listen to more opinions? Uh-huh. Right? That's one of the biggest <laughs> arguments. It is. Uh-huh. Oh, they haven't won a championship, especially when we talk about the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat, I love going to games. Right. And that's one of the biggest things. When we're like, Eric Spolster needs more attention. And they're like, well, he hasn't won a championship. I'm like, you obviously know nothing about basketball. I wasted my time with yep. you here. Yep. <laughs> I, I'd like to go home, thank you. Or you go home and I'll find a way back I'm going to drink a double vodka soda <laughs> so I can black out and forget about Wait, you. Have you, you. Ever, have you ever gone out with somebody... And then you tell them, hey, you should go. And then you stay out and just do your own thing. No, I leave them and then I go out and do my own thing. <laughs> that is actually, what, what is more right. What is more disrespectful? Or I guess, is that disrespectful or is it petty? Petty, disrespectful. No. I mean, you're obviously doing your own thing, which is good. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to properly describe it. Like, because what hurts more? There we go. What hurts more? You sending that person home and staying out? Or are you just outright leaving them this and going to do your own thing? Like, so, what hurts that person? So more? easy. If I am going out on a date <laughs> and I take a shower and I put all this cologne on and I'm going to meet Jeanette and everything and, and I put on all this effort and she legitimately tells me to leave the, the premises, <laughs> like leave the bar. Like I think it's one of the most disrespectful things that I, I would have probably ever gone through. I love it, though. I, I see it hard to pull off, kind of. Or if you bring a guy to the strip club, and then you Uber back to your place with him, <laughs> and then you just get out of the car and say, all right, thank you, it was fun, <laughs> and end the night. Yeah, that was a fun night. In the wee morning. In the wee hours <laughs> we, of the morning. like 4 a.m. And eat a salad. And eat a salad. more interested in eating a salad than going back to his place. <laughs> Um, I don't, I just don't want the show. If I ask a guy to leave in a bar, especially if it's one that I want to get away, I'm assuming he has an ego and I don't want the show of him. Why are you telling me to leave? Why are you doing this? That's Uh, why I'd rather just be actually, I'm going to head out. I'm going to meet up with some friends. Have a great evening. And Mm. I'll typically pay the tab just to Uh, be more petty about it. Yeah. I was going to say that like, oh man, that actually, I closed the tab. I'm heading out. Have a good night. <laughs> I'd probably be pretty happy. That no, I would. That that actually made my stomach churn right there. That didn't feel good, and I was not on the receiving end of that in real life. Just the mere hypothetical made me feel really bad about myself. Uh, which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? Buck Showalter. We've talked Tom Izzo, Mike Leach. Maybe you think it's Bo. Maybe you think it's Bo. I think that's insane, but we've certainly seen it on the social media interwebs. Spo get disrespected like that. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What about you, Stone? The first one that came to my mind was Doc Rivers. Like I feel Oh, like, that's great. 
I just I feel like that it's, is great. Aww. He has I know it is on, but he has more arguments on one side than the other, and I think it's an avalanche of why yeah. he doesn't deserve credit more so than if you were to really dissect it that he deserves. He it. was going to get fired as the head coach of the Celtics before Danny Ainge put Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen together. Like that's not news to anybody. No. We all assumed that. He was the beneficiary of yes. that. They won a title. They only won one title. That was all the way back in 2008. And since then, he's been wildly underwhelming with the Clippers. And he goes on to Philly. And what did he do last? Oh, underwhelm. Yeah, Doc Rivers is perfect. That is perfect. Doc Rivers is absolutely always getting more credit than he deserves. He should have stayed with the Orlando Magic. <laughs> I, you see, that's the problem. Like, I, I wouldn't have been he able to recall. He was an Orlando Magic coach. Yeah, you're right. His, his Magic Before days. he went to the Celtics, yeah. he was with the Magic. I, was like, I totally forgot about that. I have not. It felt like 40 years ago. It is almost 40 I, years ago. Holy good Lord. I, I feel like when I think about or think back on Doc Rivers, it's like he's always had, or at his peak, has had the fifth or sixth best team in the league. Like, it's never like he's had the one or two besides when you talk about that big three. Yeah. But he's incapable of coaching them past their means. Exactly Which Bolster does on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, like those Chris Paul Clippers teams, that's unacceptable. (laughs) 100%. It's unacceptable how little they actually won. They couldn't win a playoff series. We're talking about Lob City, baby. It was, yeah. They had their own nickname, and they couldn't get themselves into the Western Conference Finals to save their life. They couldn't (laughs) win big home playoff games to save their life. Uh, I think what, and I this might come out wrong, and I apologize if it does, what I think gives Doc Rivers a lot of, of credit in the minds of a lot of sports fans is he's extremely respected. Uh, he's, he is able to convey opinions and thoughts very well. He appears to be liked by his locker rooms, but also the way he navigated that Clippers-Donald Sterling nightmare. I think he gets a lot of credit for that because he was – a phenomenal human being who showed great leadership during that time. So he'll get the benefit of the doubt. Unfortunately, from a basketball standpoint, he's been really mid, really mediocre based on what he's had at his disposal. Yeah, it's a really, really strong card you had to pull, and most some people would take that the wrong way, but it's exactly <laughs> right. Like it's one, We see it all the time in all of the leagues, yeah. honestly. There's somebody who steps up, and because he's the only one who stepped up, he turns into the hero, and then we just neglect everything that he did negatively on the court. No, we see it all the time. Uh, which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? This coming off a Buck Show Walter losing a 10.5 game lead, losing the NL East, getting bounced out of the playoffs in the wild card, but still winning NL Manager of the Year. And I do think this is probably easier in college, where you have a lot of high profile face of program guys who get paid a lot, a lot, a lot of money, including some coaches who have spent 10, 15, 20 years at that location. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They get the credit they deserve because they are always taking care of your foot and ankle pain. You need to see an expert in the field, and that's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle 
joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. We have a lot to do today, including the Bills might become the first team in sports history whose fan base can use an excuse on both ends of the weather spectrum. Truly historic times we're entering. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Stone, a couple of weeks ago you mentioned that the only thing you really remember from the NCAA tournament last year is St. Peter's beating Kentucky. Yes, sir. And then the St. Peter's run. You remember the dude with the mustache, Doug Eater? Dougie Doug. That's Mr. Buffalo Wild Wings, Doug. He's not on St. Peter's any longer. He transferred. I totally forgot about this. You know where he's at now? Tell me. Bryant. <laughs> you know where Bryant is tonight? Boca Raton. FAU. Bryant and FAU, Florida Atlantic playing Bryant, a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year, but also with arguably the face of last year's NCAA tournament, Doug Edert on the roster. You remember that guy, right, Jeanette? The guy with the mustache from St. Peter's? Yeah, but go Owls. Yeah, exactly. That's what I That's what I said. Yeah, I'm a little torn. I'm not going to lie tonight. You know, I'll be rooting for the Owls, but if Doug goes off for 35, am I going to be upset? I can't say that I will be. I don't know. He's not going to go off for 35. I hope not, at least. Um, <laughs> uh, but but go see that. It's going to be a really, really, really good college basketball game. Uh, so uh, for tickets, 866-FAU-WILES, FAUtickets.com, 866-FAU-WILES, FAUtickets.com to go see the team. I call games for and Jeanette's alma mater go up against an NCAA tournament team from a year ago just three days after the Owls upset Florida. What do you know about that, Gators? What do you know about that, Gators? Nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Got to avoid the letdown. Taking that L. Yeah. Well, that's that's the. Is that a real thing? I love like after a big that win. Thing. Uh, yes. Is it's a real thing? I one hundred percent have been proved scientifically. I should have had Gator that. It's yesterday. a real thing. What did you say? I should have had Gator yesterday. Gator G- meat. Gator. Oh, like Gator eat, meat. Eating oh, Gator. Oh, yeah. Eating Gator. Eating Gator. I thought you said Gatorade. I'm like, I have some Gatorade if you'd like. We that. should have eaten some Gator live on the yeah. air sure. with Dusty May. <laughs> should have totally made that happen. Oh. Oh, 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 that reminds me. I need Jeanette to hear this. At some point before oh, the end of the show, Jeanette needs to hear your what you said during the course of the Dusty May interview. Jeanette, you're not going to be happy with me at all. Yep. I'll let you know beforehand. You got a whole week for me to be upset with you. It's okay. <laughs> well, this isn't going to help at all. Yeah, it's not going to help. It's going to further Keep, uh, add them dig. On. Add them on. <laughs> but a letdown spot, though, is 100% a real thing. Like, these are 18, 19 year old kids. Like to just be still thinking about that, still rejoicing in your social media, practicing a little less harder, a sure. little looser. It happens. I would, I would think though, in FAU's case, playing Florida, beating them Monday. If they were playing like uh, an FIU, then I'd be like, uh, I hear you. Because FIU is bad. I hear you. But the fact that they're playing a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year brought almost everyone back, and they have the guy who college basketball fans know as the mustache guy from St. Peter's. Like, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. 
it, I think it's easy to get back up for that. All right, done deal. Go Owls, baby. Yeah, baby. It's really well done. Yeah, baby. Um, so let's go to social media. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? Buck Showalter, NL Manager of the Year for finishing second in the NL East and losing a 10-and-a-half game lead. Uh, Mike Leach, he hasn't won a whole lot for all the attention he gets uh, for being funny and quippy. Uh, Doc Rivers, Stone with a great one. Doc Rivers gets a lot more credit than he actually deserves. Mike on Twitter agrees with Stone. Doc Rivers, one of the all-time overrated coaches. One of the all-time overrated coaches. Uh, Jeff says Brian Snitker, the GM of the Braves, is the star of that show. But I could go and say, oh, well, the Mets, the owner is the star of that show. Like, couldn't we Couldn't we play that game with the Mets, too, if we're going to play that game with the front office of the Braves? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he took that angle. It's tough, or it's bold. I mean, all Brian Snitker has done is win with that Braves team. Like, win-win and won a championship. Uh, Pat tweets in, Jeff Saturday, all of the credit he's getting for a win, would have received no blame for a loss. I don't know about that. Oh, that guy lives a sad life. Like, there's no pressure. Yes, there's no pressure on Jeff Saturday, but also for him to win and beat the great Josh McDaniels, who we mentioned, pretty overrated. I think that's a pretty it's, – it's a tough call to make on Jeff Saturday. <laughs> if you're, who's doing, he's doing Jim Ursay a favor. If you're struggling to give Jeff Saturday his flowers after last week, yeah. you've got bigger problems. What about Ron Rivera? <laughs> he is too much of a gem of a human, and he's overcome way too <laughs> much wow. for anybody to put any malice on his name. So next, but I keep pounding. But you, I think, need to separate how you feel about the person from what they've done on the field and what a magical. I mean, you're a cancer survivor, and he I, had to go through a lot. I, too, I, so I get it. I get it. That was his fault. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, but. Again, other than going to the Super Bowl with the Panthers, what has Ron Rivera done recently? What has he done with Washington? And it's not like that Panthers team was consistent the season before that His or after that. His organization as a whole that's, is also having a fantastic time, too. That's the argument. That's the argument right there is that he is— He is the only positive light that organization yeah. has. So, next! He's, he's trying to squeeze as much as he can out of <laughs> a rock, a diseased, uh, just morbid, awful rock an, there in Washington. And an XFL quarterback that and he has an, to play an, right now. An XFL quarterback who's playing— better and I think might be a better quarterback than the former oh. MVP candidate quarterback uh. that they signed in the offseason. Your boy Carson Wentz is bad, bad. I mean, he might be done for. Like, bad. And it's really bad. tough because if he is going to be a bona fide backup, he's going to end up practicing a lot better than some of these starters, so he's going to be that weird character that's really hard to have around. Like, if we're going to have the frail conversation around Tua, we have to have the frail conversation with Carson Wentz, right? Yeah, and I think it's always been his shtick, honestly. I think Tua took it from Carson Wentz being the glass Joe. And at least of the at, at least Tua is um at least Tua is is someone that appears to be approachable and a good teammate. Where Carson <laughs> Wentz, those questions are still out there, floating out there. Yeah, his teammates have had a lot to say over the <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, they've been pretty vocal about, about how they what feel kind about of Carson teammates. Wentz. He is. Uh, which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, there is potentially going to be 70 inches of snow in Buffalo that falls. It's the Bills and the Browns on Sunday. Maybe. Maybe. 
When did you, by the way, born and raised uh, Florida, Jeanette, see snow for the first time? Last year, Christmas. Are you serious? When I went to South Dakota to visit my sister in the Air Force, yeah. Oh, that's right. All the traveling that you've done in your life, Mm -hmm. and uh, when you were in school at FAU, you would travel with FAU football. I did uh, Dublin, New Year's. I've been to Europe. And you've never seen snow until last year? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a little, that's a little weird. Uh, I mean, Florida and the Dominican Republic really provide a lot of opportunities. <laughs> um, but, man, so, Stone, you, when you, now, you grew up in Georgia, right? Sure. Did you see snow there? Yes, I did. Okay. As well as North Carolina. So, you got that out of the way pretty early. Definitely did. It doesn't snow pretty in qu- Georgia, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh. I, I can't say it does consistently or, like, on a year-to-year basis. But, yeah, we got a lot of snow in Georgia okay. as well as North Carolina. And I'm a total, take me on out on the slopes, man. I've taken plenty of ski trips in my life. I've seen a lot of snow. I refuse Shredded. to go on ski trips. Shredded a lot of powder. You refuse to go I on ski trips? On Why? Ski trips. Come on. Hell no. What Run. am I going to do? Sk- have ski. a lot of fun. No. Hot I'm going to go. All I'm going to do is get buy a ski mask. Those are actually really cool. Sit in a hot tub and drink hot toddies. <laughs> that, that's fine. What's wrong with that? You're still enjoying the ski trip. Yeah, if you're doing it enjoying in a lodge. Enjoy the ski trip. Yeah, How? Enjoy, because you get to watch me shred the powder. As I carve. I would rather watch whoosh, you. Whoosh, and then I'll tell you the salt live. And I'm. Whoosh, I would rather watch you fall on your face repeatedly. Which I'm that sure would I would. Happens. Yeah, it totally happens. So I actually used to go to the Wisconsin Dells all the time as a kid is and that ski. Fake? What is that? That sounds fake. It's like a hilly place in Wisconsin, like the middle of Wisconsin. Wisconsin <laughs> is actually deceptively hilly. Um, so I would go, I would go ski up there. I was actually a pretty decent skier. I totally believe that. Yeah. But I could not get the hang of snowboarding at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of falling flat on the face, the thing with skiing, it doesn't hurt to fall unless you kind of do that cartwheel. Like you got to feel like, you know, when you're about to fall so you can bail. Because if you don't even try and stick with it, that's where the problems come and the broken bones come and, like, tree hitting, that stuff comes. Like, that's not good, but skiing's fun. Like, Jeanette, I really think, and you don't have to go on the big, like, black diamond hills or anything, but if you went yeah. on the bunny hills. No. Like, that would be, I think you would like oh, it. so I could watch some three-year-old yeah, absolutely murder <laughs> me on the slope? Jeanette, Jeanette, I hated that from him right there. I do not want to see you on the bunny slope as well. Bumping over a little Sally as she's going idle speed on her snowboard. You can't do and here that. Here comes little Timmy. Going shredding, in. throwing me that salt life. Just like, no. throwing powder in her face. <laughs> he, probably, get yeah. me off the stupid skis. Throw me in a hot tub. That's fine. And give me a hot toddy, but give me my ski mask. And typically at ski resorts, at the bottom of the slope is where kind of the restaurant, the bar is. So we'll just you know frequently pop in and say what up. That's no, don't leave me alone. Our, you guys, our you ski, don't Timmy. bring in that cold, nasty mush near me. So you you don't like the slush. You don't like the thought of watching people ski. You certainly don't like the thought of skiing. So you would just be no go. Like say we were like, hey Aspen, uh, let's go hang out. We got a we got a lodge and uh, ski trip. You would be like, nah. I'm really gonna throw my money away and watch people do the same thing repeatedly in snow and be captive in a hotel (laughs) for five days. A lodge. Picture this. You hop off the plane in Breckenridge. Oh, a nice place. Burberry jacket. Ooh. New boots. Mm. A subtle European accent. <laughs> and you just hit on every... Dude, there, we'll do. We'll take oh care my of the God. ski and snowboard. Just beautiful, beautiful European men all but, over the place in Breckenridge. Yeah. Now, see, now, now the gears are turning. Uh-huh. That's a different type of trip. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to... What, do you, is that where all my European-American men are? Probably. Like, a ski trip doesn't have to be for skiing. And if they're not, me and Ken will find them on the slopes and create this, this buddy-pal thing. 
<laughs> hey, uh, Lars. <laughs> what I mean, my friend Jeanette. Lars. Lars. That's that was the only European so name I could think of. That's what she came up with. So no, he's no, probably Norwegian is or Danish. So yeah, so yeah. He's probably really hot. Blonde hair, it. blue eyes. I'm like over telling you, it's cow. sort of your. T- okay, fine. <laughs> we'll find a brunette, Lars. That's great. Maybe he's German. I don't know. Chaz. Or, Ch- or a Chaz. You keep going back to Chaz as like uh, an example of a name for a random person. I'm not sure why you're doing that. Like three days worth of that. Chaz know, is not an attractive name. I'm I know. I apologize for that. Nars is at least like. <laughs> yeah, it's exotic. It's like a singer on Euro. Vision. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Representing wait. the great country of Denmark. That's right. That's Mars. right. So, so with all of this snow, and again, I do advocate for ski trips, but, but I mean, I don't advocate for ever going to Buffalo. I want to make sure that I make that abundantly clear. But they are forecasting potentially between now and the snow has already started and Sunday, 70 inches yep. of snow. 70. Like, what is the math on that? Hold on. What is it's 70? Six feet. Six feet. Six feet of snow. And there are discussions about moving the game. Sean McDermott said yesterday, well, I haven't heard anything. We're still planning on playing on Sunday. The Bills, Bills Mafia, the same people who throw themselves through tables and they're hardened by, by long winters in Buffalo. They are on the verge of being able to use an excuse for a loss from both ends of the weather spectrum for the first time in NFL history. <laughs> history. They wanted OSHA called when the sun was too hot and their team was too sweaty in week three, and that's why they lost to the Dolphins. Now, if they lose to the Browns, it's going to be, it's going to be oh, there was too much snow. The conditions weren't good enough for our football team. I am praying, praying that the Bills lose on Sunday so I can see Bills Mafia once again pout their way to excuses for this Super Bowl favorite. I say we go on Amazon Prime and get a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt jersey because this is a bad matchup for Buffalo. These guys are going to turn it out in the snow. I can totally see this game going lopsided and them losing a 17-10 to 10 game. Isn't 14 karma, to 10 game. This is a win for karma. Oh, yes. This yeah. is a win for karma. Yeah. You guys sure. want to complain about the weather? <laughs> oh, we'll give you weather. Here's six feet of snow. You're so Here, right. Here's six feet of snow, some taller than your players. <laughs> Nothing I, against FAU great, Devin, Devin Singletary. Singletary. But he's only 5'7". Exactly. <laughs> right. So good luck running through that, Mr. Singletary, again, go Owls. Um, but but it also, too, I, I am one of the few who doesn't find watching football in the snow all that fun. Because the quality of play is bad. You're not. Like, bad, bad. Last night, we had some action. We had Central Michigan and Western Michigan. They were playing. I didn't watch a single second at all because it was snowing in that game. I'm sure it's fun to play in. I know I had fun playing in it when I would just play with my buddies in Chicago in the suburbs when it would snow. But that's not good quality football. No, I'll tell you as a quarterback, it would be my biggest nightmare. Yeah. Biggest nightmare. Am I am I just being like a curmudgeon here, or are people with me that watching football being played in the snow is not all that fun? Is watching football being played in the snow fun? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Cause I say sort of no. Like I want no part of that. Except if the Browns could figure it out. That's the best way I think for the Browns to beat the Bills is because the snow is gonna be there. Yeah, there's this whole shtick that watching football in the snow is glorious, right? I saw it all over my timeline yesterday in that the Soldier Field never needs a dome. Keep Soldier Field the way it is. But why? But I always ask myself why. None of these kids want to play in it. Okay. I don't I don't know how you're going to win any money off of it. I don't know what the right. enjoyment is. Is there anything glamorous about snow in general? Yes. So, yes, there is. And I think... I think... Or it's- I, the, the, 
the negativity is so outweighing. Yeah. The positive in all aspects. So and mm. skiing, which and is outfits. Skiing's and expensive. Playing. I think what it's is my so favorite good part. about snow? Snow sounds disgusting, and I do not want to live in it. It's the aesthetic. When the aesthetic that aesthetic. lasts you for like five minutes? No, it lasts you months when it's sitting on your balcony when you wake up in the morning and you get to open the brisk air when you drink a coffee. But doesn't it get all mushy and disgusting and gray and then people pee in it so it's yellow too? That's a good point. I'm, I'm with Jeanette on this, but I think it's because I was born and raised in it. I do not like snow. I much prefer living down here in South Florida because... Shoveling sucks. Waking up at 3 a.m. to chip away at your windshield when ice is caked on it, that sucks. Warming up your car, sliding around roads, slush, all of that sucks. So fun fact about my car, I lived in Jacksonville for a year. Uh And it was the first time, it was the coldest weather I've ever lived in. And I woke (laughs) up and there was like ice on my car. (laughs) I love it, Jeanette. Jacksonville was the coldest (laughs) place I've ever lived in. It was. I was miserable. That city, I have a lot of opinions about it. (laughs) <laughs> and my dad, who my stepdad, who has a pool company in New York, has one of those brushes, yeah. those iron brushes, yeah, 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 yeah. to clean out your car. I used it on my actual car and not on my window uh, because I had no idea how to use it. So now on the trunk of my car, there's a bunch of scratches from this brush that is used to take off ice. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, I have tough. no idea. He was like, Jeanette, use this to take off the ice off of your car. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me get it off my trunk. And now my mm, trunk is all scratched up. Yeah. I hate this. I hate cold weather. <laughs> that actually is a really sad story about your car. I'd be really upset with myself if I did that. <laughs> I had no idea. I think Ken is the worst part is driving through a square that big when you're yeah. late to get in the car and you don't have enough time to ice pick. Well, I so. can't tell you how many. How is any of this positive? <laughs> I know. I loved it. But my kids all the time, like it, we are going to <laughs> Chicago to visit my parents in January solely to try to have my kids, because they talk about it all the time, see snow. Like, hoping that in January there will be snow on the ground and snow will fall on them. They talk about it constantly. So there's a market for it. And I think... Elsa and the girls got it. uh, If you were born and raised in Florida, I think there is a market for snow. I think there's a... Oh, really? Yes. I really think so. Like a few igloo clubs? (laughs) I hate ice bars, and there's ice bars. Especially in Orlando. If you were born and raised down here, if you were born and raised in South Florida, do you have a desire to be in snow? Do you have a a desire to spend time in snow? Because I do know people that have moved from the Northeast as well, and when it gets to holiday time, they miss. They miss the snow. Well, I hate Christmas and the holidays, (laughs) too, so that adds more to it. Oh, man. So you're you are just you hate the holidays and mm-hmm. you hate snow. Yeah, and you want less people on this earth. Uh huh. Love it. I love it. Hey, there's a reason Jeanette and I have uh, been friends for as long as we have because we're on the same page here. Um, but do you do you, do you people in the Northeast miss snow at the holidays? And those in South Florida, do you desire to be in snow? That are born and raised down here, do you have a desire to go into snow? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, that's 888-760-3776, but man, Stone, I totally know what you're talking about with the little little square portion of the windshield, you scraped it just enough to see, and it's like dark, it's like 6 in the morning, 
and you're running late and you've got your um you've got your um defrost on yeah but it takes a while to get that thing going and uh, there's a good chance that your windshield wipers are still stuck no to doubt. the windshield so you're just peering through that little hole while the roads are icy and you, I mean, it's unsafe. It's totally <laughs> unsafe. But I've been there so many times in my life. We used to get in trouble if we would pull up to the facilities for an early morning workout, and we had that square. Like our strength and conditioning coach would wait at the in the parking lot, and he would see us pull up, and it would be four kids hopping out of a car where only one kid saw through this two by four <laughs> little window. You got no rear view action. You got no no, nothing, no nothing. windows. Can't roll the windows down. Oh. Too stuck. Yeah, I honestly got a kick out of it a lot of the time. It was wow. good. It used to wake me up. It was my equivalent to a cold shower. Snow sounds great. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And no, Jeanette, you're not missing anything. I did not know last year was because, again, my kids talk about it all the time. I, I told them, hey, it snowed by grandma and grandpa's last night because they're still in suburban Chicago. And my oldest goes, oh, man, we never are going to see snow. <laughs> like, just furious it's about because it. the movie Frozen, right? It's really made it into this beautiful thing. You know what? Like, they want to build a snowman. I, I think that's part of it. Hey, Elsa. Uh-huh. Screw you. <laughs> Queen Elsa. <laughs> Give me my life back, Elsa. Give me my Elsa. life back, Elsa. Stop hijacking my life. Uh, so so when we come back, we'll continue to discuss Bill's Mafia and how many excuses they're going to make off of this. Um, but also, we have a very, very, very inopportune injury in the NBA that happened last night. It involves a ball brother. This one is weird. She's Janet Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. I opened it this morning. My one $115 new U.S. soccer kit. I went with the road kit, the blue one, because I spill food all over myself all the time. So I didn't want to get the white home one. And I took it out, and my six-year-old goes, Oh, (laughs) tie-dye. I'm telling you. (laughs) This is where they went totally wrong with these designs. Nike blew it. It's literally what they look like. Yeah, they do. They look like tie-dye. I don't have a problem with them. No, 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 no. If you're going to the World Cup wearing tie-dye, you deserve to lose. Like you can't you can't be the United States of freaking America. But it's also the most American thing. <laughs> like it's right on brand with America. <laughs> it's a great point. And and if all of the members of the team were 282 pounds and wearing jeans as well. You're right. No, it's leggings. Americans wear leggings. <laughs> you're right. And you said in Europe, they don't like, they will shun you if you wear leggings. You're not shunned. You do you, but you definitely get judged. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like you're walking by. It's like, oh God, look at that American. I judge like, tie dye. I mean, it looks, or he's from it, the States. it looks like tie dye. The United States is going to play England on Friday. Wearing tie-dye. Like, that's not good enough. As a two-goal underdog. <laughs> As a two-goal underdog wearing tie-dye oh. against Harry Kane and the mighty English. That's not good. It, it, it's, it, <laughs> I personally love it. <sighs> yeah, I don't mind it at all. And, and you're not going to be happy with me here at all. But so far, Deportes' social media, we were going around and they were asking who you think is going to win the World Cup. And yeah. I, can't, I, gotta, I can't lie to you, I didn't 
Well, I didn't say the U.S. The U.S. isn't going to win the World Cup. Yeah, I didn't Cup. pick the Stars in the strike. No, no, no. I picked Brazil. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I picked in my Brazil. video, I picked Brazil as well. Okay, yeah. Brazil's going to win All the right, World Cup. All right. We're rocking I out with Brazil. Yo, let's do it. Um, but, but if you want to see me wearing my Nike tie-dye U.S. soccer kit, come on out to Stormhouse Brewing Monday. Ken Levick alive, broadcast live from Stormhouse Brewing. And the match starts at 2. So 12 to 2, we're on the air from Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard, and then the U.S. and Wales kick off as the Americans open in soccer's biggest tournament. International bragging rights on the line. And we're doing it in tide high. The U.S. and Wales, Monday, 2 o'clock. Ken Levick Alive is there broadcasting live, 12 to 2 at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com. But get in there. I would get in there. Everything opens at 11.30. If I were you, Monday, I would get there at 11.30 and find your seat. Because this is going to be packed. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. The crafted on-site beer, the full food menu, all of it at Stormhouse Brewing and U.S. Wales. Ken Levick Alive can't beat it. Me in my Nike tie-dye U.S. kit. All there Monday. Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com. Uh, I I am having a hard time getting myself totally up for the World Cup because it's so weird it's happening now. Yeah, and with all of the videos surfacing around Qatar mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with this kind of narrative that we're seeing on social media and stuff like that. It's a narrative that's existed for years, though. I mean, as far as the... Like, this is nothing new. No. You know, when you talk about Firefest and when you talk about the, where they're going to stay... It, it, it's been, those have been some tough videos for me to watch. The it's, human rights and everything you, issues started years ago should yeah, have been this is, foreshadowed. Right, exactly. And this is on FIFA. Let's, let's not make any mistake. This is FIFA and Sepp Blatter, the former president, lining his pockets with, with the Middle East money. So it's not the player's fault. And, and another thing, too, uh, the, this expectation fans want to see these players protest or show that they're standing up against human rights. But Honestly, and a lot of players have gotten some flack, including Hugo Lloris, who's the starting goalkeeper for France, the defending champs. Uh, or he said, hey, we're here to play. We're here to play. Uh, we're here not to, to take stances. And you know what? Qatar doesn't mess around. I wouldn't trust being in Qatar and, uh, and protesting Mm-mm. or taking a stand. Obviously, it's disgusting, the human rights violations, but... Why should they put themselves at risk, right. their personal well-being at risk, when it's not their fault the World Cup is there? I hope it doesn't take the oomph out of these games it's going because to. we're it's going so, to. so excited for them. It's All definitely going to take the oomph out of them. And I, it'll be really sad to see. It, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. But, listen, it happened. You get behind it. I, I pumped for the World Cup. Love the World Cup. Absolutely. And so I'll put my tie-dye kit on. And I'll cheer on the Americans, okay? Uh, speaking of uh, World Cup, at least, at least you can go to Underdog Fantasy, try and make the most of it, make some money off of it. Make some money with Underdog Fantasy. They're going to have soccer fantasy, of course. They always do, but especially now with this tournament getting underway. Uh, you've got NBA fantasy games tonight. You've got Thursday night football. you got the Packers and the Titans. You have Thursday night specific NFL fantasy at Underdog Fantasy. Week 11 NFL, all right there. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's the best fantasy. It's my fantasy. It's Underdog Fantasy. Use the 
the promo code WESTPALM. Double your deposit up to $100 with the promo code WESTPALM. Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. The free Underdog Fantasy app. It's Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Play it tonight. Stone's playing it. I'm playing it. And it's an awful lot of fun to play. And like I said, I've been in the money last couple of nights. Let's go. Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Hour two on the way. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone, a couple of weeks ago you mentioned that the only thing you really remember from the NCAA tournament last year is St. Peter's beating Kentucky. Yes, sir. And then the St. Peter's run. You remember the dude with the mustache, Doug Eater? Dougie Doug. That's Mr. Buffalo Wild Wings, Doug. He's not on St. Peter's any longer. He transferred. I totally forgot about this. You know where he's at now? Tell me. Bryant. (laughs) You know where Bryant is tonight? Boca Raton. FAU. Bryant and FAU, Florida Atlantic playing Bryant, a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year, but also with arguably the face of last year's NCAA tournament, Doug Edert on the roster. You remember that guy, right, Jeanette? The guy with the mustache from St. Peter's? Yeah, but go Owls. Yeah, exactly. That's what I That's what I said. Yeah, I'm a little torn. I'm not going to lie tonight. You know, I'll be rooting for the Owls, but if Doug goes off for 35, am I going to be upset? I can't say that I will be. I don't know. He's not going to go off for 35. I hope not, at least. Um, uh, but but go see that. It's going to be a really, really, really good college basketball game. Uh, so uh, for tickets, 866-FAU-WILES, FAUtickets.com, 866-FAU-WILES, FAUtickets.com to go see the team. I call games for and Jeanette's alma mater go up against an NCAA tournament team from a year ago just three days after the Owls upset Florida. What do you know about that, Gators? What do you know about that, Gators? Nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Got to avoid the letdown. Taking that L. Yeah. Well, that's that's the. Is that a real thing? I love like after a big that win. Thing. Uh, yes. Is it's a real thing? I 100 percent have been proved scientifically. I should have had Gator that it's yesterday. a real thing. What did you say? I should have had Gator yesterday. Gator G- meat. Gator. Oh, like Gator eat, meat. Eating oh, Gator. Like eating Gator. Eating Gator. I thought you said Gatorade. I'm like, I have some Gatorade if you'd like. We that. should have eaten some Gator live on the yeah. air have with, sure. with Dusty May. <laughs> should have totally made that happen. Oh. Oh, 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 that reminds me. I need Jeanette to hear this. At some point before oh the end of the show, Jeanette needs to hear your what you said during the course of the Dusty May interview. Jeanette, you're not going to be happy with me at all. Yep. I'll let you know beforehand. You got a whole week for me to be upset with you. It's okay. <laughs> well, this isn't going to help at all. Yeah, it's not going to help. It's going to further... Keep, uh, add dig- them on. Add <laughs> on. But a letdown spot, though, is 100% a real thing. Like... These are 18, 19-year-old kids. Like, to just be still thinking about that, still rejoicing in your social media, practicing a little less harder, a little looser, it happens. I would would think, though, in FAU's case, playing Florida, beating them Monday, if they were playing, like, uh, an FIU, then I'd be like, uh... I hear you. Because FIU is bad. I hear you. But the fact that they're playing a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year, brought almost everyone back, and they have the guy who college basketball fans know as the mustache guy from St. Peter's, like, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. I think it's easy to get back up for that. All right, done deal. Go Owls, baby. Yeah, baby. It's really well done. Yeah, baby. Um, so let's go to social media. Which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? Buck Showalter, NL Manager of the Year for finishing second 
in the NL East and losing a 10-and-a-half game lead. Uh, Mike Leach, he hasn't won a whole lot for all the attention he gets uh, for being funny and quippy. Uh, Doc Rivers, Stone with a great one. Doc Rivers gets a lot more credit than he actually deserves. Mike on Twitter agrees with Stone. Doc Rivers, one of the all-time overrated coaches. One of the all-time overrated coaches. Uh, Jeff says Brian Snitker. The GM of the Braves is the star of that show. But I could go and say, oh, well, the Mets, the owner is the star of that show. Like, couldn't we Couldn't we play that game with the Mets, too, if we're going to play that game with the front office of the Braves? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he took that angle. It's tough, or it's bold. I mean, all Brian Snitker has done is win with that Braves team. Like, win-win and won a championship. Uh, Pat tweets in, Jeff Saturday, all of the credit he's getting for a win would have received no blame for a loss. I don't know about that. That guy lives a sad life. Like, there's no pressure. Yes, there's no pressure on Jeff Saturday, but also for him to win and beat the great Josh McDaniels, who we mentioned, pretty overrated. I think that's a pretty... It's it's a tough call to make on Jeff Saturday. (laughs) If you're... He's doing doing Jim Ursay a favor. If you're struggling to give Jeff Saturday his flowers after last week, you've got bigger problems. What about Ron Rivera? He is too much of a gem of a human, and he's overcome way too (laughs) much for anybody to put any malice on his name. So next, but I keep pounding. (laughs) But you, I think, need to separate how you feel about the person from what they've done on the field and what a magical. I mean, you're a cancer survivor, and he had to go through a lot. I I get it. I get it. That was his fault. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, but. Again, other than going to the Super Bowl with the Panthers, what has Ron Rivera done recently? What has he done with Washington? And it's not like that Panthers team was consistent the season before that His or after that. His organization as a that, whole is also having a fantastic time, too. That's the argument. That's the argument right there is that he is... He is tr- the only positive light that organization yeah. has. So, next! He's, he's trying to squeeze as much as he can out of a rock. A diseased, uh, just morbid, awful rock and there an, in Washington. And an XFL quarterback that and he an has S- to play an, right now. An XFL quarterback who's playing better and I think might be a better quarterback <laughs> than the former oh. MVP candidate quarterback <sighs> that they signed in the offseason. Your boy Carson Wentz is bad, bad. I mean, he might be done for. Like, bad. And it's really bad. tough because if he is going to be a bona fide backup, he's going to end up practicing a lot better than some of these starters. So he's going to be that weird character that's really hard to have around. Like, if we're going to have the frail conversation around Tua, we have to have the frail conversation with Carson Wentz, right? Yeah, and I think it's always been his shtick, honestly. I think Tua took it from Carson Wentz being the glass Joe. And at least, at least Tua is, um, at least Tua is is someone that appears to be approachable and a good teammate. Where Carson <laughs> Wentz, those questions are still out there, floating out there. Yeah, his teammates have had a lot to say over the <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, they've been pretty vocal about, about how they what feel kind about of Carson teammate. Wentz. He is. Uh, which coach or manager gets more credit than they deserve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, there is potentially going to be 70 inches of snow in Buffalo that falls. It's the Bills and the Browns on Sunday. Maybe. Maybe. When did you, by the way, born and raised uh, Florida, Jeanette, see snow for the first time? Last year, Christmas. Are you serious? When I went to South Dakota 
to oh. visit my sister in the Air Force. Yeah. Oh, that's right. All the traveling that you've done in your life, mm -hmm. and uh, when you were in school at FAU, you would travel with FAU football. I did and, uh, Dublin, New Year's. I've been to Europe. And you've never seen snow until last year? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a little, that's a little weird. I mean, Florida and the Dominican Republic really provide a lot of opportunities. <laughs> um, but, man, so, Stone, you, when you, now, you grew up in Georgia, right? Sure. Did you see snow there? Yes, I did. Okay. As well as North Carolina. So, you got that out of the way pretty early. Definitely did. It doesn't snow pretty in Georgia, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh. I can't say it does consistently or, like, on a year-to-year -year basis. But, yeah, we got a lot of snow in Georgia okay. as well as North Carolina. And I'm a total, take me on that on the slopes, man. I've taken plenty of ski trips in my life. I've seen a lot of snow. I refuse shredded, to go on ski trips. Shredded a lot of powder. I refuse to go I on ski trips. On Why? Ski trips. Come on. Hell no. What Why? am I going to do? Have ski. a lot of fun. No. Hot I'm going to go. All I'm going to do is get buy a ski mask. Those are actually really cool. Sit in a hot tub and drink hot toddies. <laughs> that, that's fine. What's wrong with that? You're still enjoying the ski trip. Yeah, if you're doing it enjoying in a lodge. Enjoying the ski trip. Yeah, How? Enjoy, because you get to watch me shred the powder. As I carve. I would rather watch whoosh, you. Whoosh, and then I'll tell you the salt live. And I'm. Whoosh, I would rather watch you fall on your face repeatedly. Which I'm that sure would I would. Have a lot more joy. Yeah, it totally happens. So I actually used to go to the Wisconsin Dells all the time as a kid. Is and that ski. fake? What is that? That sounds fake. It's like a hilly place in Wisconsin, like the middle of Wisconsin. Wisconsin <laughs> is actually deceptively hilly. Um, so <laughs> I would go, I would go ski up there. I was actually a pretty decent skier. I totally believe that. Yeah. But I could not get the hang of snowboarding at all. Mm -hmm. Speaking of falling flat on the face, the thing with skiing, it doesn't hurt to fall unless you kind of do that cartwheel. Like you got to feel like, you know, when you're about to fall so you can bail. Because if you don't even try and stick with it, that's where the problems come and the broken bones come and like tree hitting that stuff comes. Like that's not good, but skiing's fun. Like Jeanette, I really think, and you don't have to go on the big like black diamond hills or anything, but if you went yeah. on the bunny hills. No. Like that would be, I think you would like oh, it. so I could watch some three-year-old yeah, absolutely murder me on the slope? Jeanette, Jeanette, I hated that from him right there. I do not want to see you on the bunny slope as well. Bumping over a little Sally as she's going idle speed on her snowboard. You can't do and here that. Here comes little Timmy. Going shredding, throwing me that salt life. Like, just no. throwing powder in her face. <laughs> probably, Get yeah. me off the stupid skis. Throw me in a hot tub. That's fine. And give me a hot toddy, but give me my ski mask. And typically at ski resorts, at the bottom of the slope is where kind of the restaurant, the bar is. So we'll just, you know, frequently pop in and say, what up? That's No, don't. Leave me alone. Our, you guys, our ski don't Timmy. bring in that cold, nasty mush near me. So you you don't like the slush. You don't like the thought of watching people ski. You certainly don't like the thought of skiing. So you would just be no go. Like say we were like, hey Aspen, uh, let's go hang out. We got a we got a lodge and uh, ski trip. You would be like, nah. I'm really gonna throw my money away and watch people do the same thing repeatedly in snow and be captive in a hotel <laughs> for five days. A lodge. Picture, picture this. You hop off the plane in Breckenridge. Oh, a nice place. Burberry jacket. Ooh. New boots. Mm. A subtle European accent. <laughs> and you just hit on every... Dude, there, we'll do. We'll take care oh my of the skiing God. and snowboard. Just beautiful, beautiful European men all but, over the place in Breckenridge. Yeah. Now, see, now, now the gears are turning. Uh-huh. That's a different type of trip. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to... What, do you, is that where all my European-American men are? Probably. Like a ski trip doesn't have to be for skiing. And if they're not, me and Ken will find them on the slopes and create this this buddy pal thing. <laughs> hey, uh, Lars. <laughs> Want to meet my friend Jeanette? <laughs>
Lars. Lars. That's that was the only European so name I could think good. of. That's what she came up with. So no, he's no, probably Norwegian or Danish. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's probably really hot. Blonde hair, it. blue eyes. I'm like a little brunette. You're sort of your t- okay, fine. <laughs> we'll find a brunette Lars. That's great. Maybe he's German. I don't know. Chaz. Or a, Ch- or a Chaz. You keep going back to Chaz as like uh, an example of a name for a random person. I'm not sure why you're doing that. Like three days worth of that. Chaz know, is not an attractive name. I'm sorry. I know. I apologize for that. Nars is at least like <laughs> yeah, it's exotic. <laughs> it's like a singer on Eurovision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Representing wait. the great country of Denmark. That's right. That's Lars. right. So, so with all of this snow, and again, I do advocate for ski trips, but, but I mean, I don't advocate for ever going to Buffalo. I want to make sure that I make that abundantly clear. But they are forecasting potentially between now and the snow has already started and Sunday. 70 inches yep. of snow. 70. Like, what is the math on that? Hold on. What is 70? Six feet. Six feet. Six feet of snow. And there are discussions about moving the game. Sean McDermott said yesterday, well, I haven't heard anything. We're still planning on playing on Sunday. The Bills, Bills Mafia, the same people who throw themselves through tables and they're hardened by, by long winters in Buffalo. They are on the verge of being able to use an excuse for a loss from both ends of the weather spectrum for the first time in NFL history. <laughs> history. They wanted OSHA called when the sun was too hot and their team was too sweaty in week three, and that's why they lost to the Dolphins. Now, if they lose to the Browns, it's going to be, it's going to be oh, there was too much snow. The conditions weren't good enough for our football team. I am praying, praying that the Bills lose on Sunday so I can see Bills Mafia once again pout their way to excuses for this Super Bowl favorite. I say we go on Amazon Prime and get a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt jersey because this is a bad matchup for Buffalo. These guys are going to turn it out in the snow. I can totally see this game going lopsided and them losing a 17-10 to 10 game. 14-10 game. This is a win for karma. Oh, yes. This yeah. is a win for karma. Yeah. You guys sure. want to complain about the weather? Oh, we'll give you weather. <laughs> Here's six feet of snow. You're so Here, right. <laughs> Here's six feet of snow, some taller than your players. <laughs> Nothing I, against FAU great, Devin, Devin Singletary. Singletary. But he's only 5'7". Exactly. <laughs> right. So good luck running through that, Mr. Singletary, again, go Owls. Um, but but it also, too, I, I am one of the few who doesn't find watching football in the snow all that fun. Because the quality of play is bad. You're not like, bad, bad. Last night, we had some action. We had Central Michigan and Western Michigan. They were playing. I didn't watch a single second at all because it was snowing in that and game. I'm sure it's fun to play in. I know I had fun playing in it when I would just play with my buddies in Chicago in the suburbs when it would snow. But that's not good quality football. No, I'll tell you as a quarterback, it would be my biggest nightmare. Yeah. Biggest nightmare. Am I am I just being like a curmudgeon here, or are people with me that watching football being played in the snow is not all that fun? Is watching football being played in the snow fun? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because I say sort of no. Like I want no part of that, except if the Browns could figure it out. That's the best way, I think, for the Browns to beat the Bills is because the snow is going to be there. Yeah, there's this whole shtick that – Watching football in the snow is glorious, right? I saw it all over my timeline yesterday in that the Soldier Field never needs a dome. Keep Soldier Field the way it is. But why? But I always ask myself why. None of these kids want to play in it. Okay. I, don't, I don't know how you're going to win any money off of it. I don't know what the right. enjoyment is. Is there anything glamorous about snow in general? Yes. So, yes, there is. And I think... I think it already- I, the, the, the negativity is so outweighing. Yeah. 
the positive in all aspects. So and mm. skiing, which and is outfits. Skiing's and expensive. Playing. I think what it's is so good part. about snow? Snow sounds disgusting, and I do not want to live in it. It's the aesthetic. When the it's, aesthetic that lasts you for like five minutes. No, it lasts you months when it's sitting on your balcony when you wake up in the morning and you get to open the brisk air. But doesn't make it all mushy and disgusting and gray, and then people pee in it, so it's yellow too. No, that's a good point. I'm I'm with Jeanette on this, but I think it's because I was born and raised in it. I do not like snow. I much prefer living down here in South Florida because shoveling sucks. Waking up at 3 a.m. to chip away at your windshield when ice is caked on it, that sucks. Warming up your car, sliding around roads, slush, all of that sucks. So fun fact about my car, I lived in Jacksonville for a year, Uh and it was the first time, it was the coldest weather I've ever lived in. And I woke (laughs) up and there was like ice on my car. (laughs) I love it, Jeanette. Jacksonville was the coldest (laughs) place I've ever lived in. It was, I was miserable. That city, there's, I have a lot of opinions about it. (laughs) And my dad who, my stepdad who has a pool company in New York has one of those brushes, those iron brushes to clean out your car. I used it on my actual car. And not on my window uh, because I had no idea how to use it. So now on the trunk of my car, there's a bunch of scratches from this brush that is used to take off ice. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, I have tough. no idea. He was like, Jeanette, use this to take off the ice off of your car. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me get it off my trunk. And now my mm, trunk is all scratched up. Yeah. I hate this. I hate cold weather. <laughs> that actually is a really sad story about your car. I'd be really upset with myself if I did that. <laughs> I had no idea. I think Ken is the worst part is driving through a square that big when you're yeah. late to get in the car and you don't have enough time to ice pick. Well, I so. can't tell you how, how many. How is any of this positive? <laughs> I know. I loved it. But my kids all the time, like it, we are going to Chicago to visit my parents in January solely to try to have my kids because they talk about it all the time. See snow. Like hoping that in January there will be snow on the ground and snow will fall on them. They talk about it constantly so there's a market for it and i think well, elsa been, and the bo- girls got it uh, if you were born and raised in florida i think there is a market for snow i think there's a oh really yes i oh. really think so like a few igloo clubs <laughs> i hate ice bars and there's ice bars I, especially I'm, in orlando if you were born and raised down here if you were born and raised in south florida do you have a desire to be in snow do you have a desire to spend time in snow? Because I do know people that have moved from the Northeast as well, and when it gets to holiday time, they miss. They miss the snow. Well, I hate Christmas and the holidays, <laughs> too, so that adds more to it. Oh, man. So you're, you're just, you hate the holidays and mm-hmm. you hate snow. Yeah. And you want less people on this earth. Uh-huh. Love it. I love it. Hey. There's a reason Jeanette and I have uh, been friends for as long as we have, because we're on the same page here. Um, but do you, do, do you people in the Northeast miss snow at the holidays? And those in South Florida, do you desire to be in snow? That are born and raised down here, do you have a desire to go into snow? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. But man, Stone, I totally know what you're talking about with the little little square portion of the windshield. You scraped it just enough to see, and it's like dark. It's like six in the morning, and you're running late, and you've got your um, you've got your um, defrost on. Yeah, but it takes a while to get that thing going, and uh, there's a good chance that your windshield wipers are still stuck no to doubt. the windshield. So you're just peering through that little hole while the roads are icy. 
And you, I mean, it's unsafe. It's totally <laughs> unsafe. But I've been there so many times in my life. We used to get in trouble if we would pull up to the facilities for an early morning workout and we had that square. Like our strength and conditioning coach would wait at the in the parking lot and he would see us pull up. And it would be four kids hopping out of a car where only one kid saw through this two by four little window. You got no rear view action. You got no, no, nothing, no nothing. windows. Can't roll the windows down. Oh. Too stuck. Yeah, it, I honestly got a kick out of it a lot of the time. It was wow. good. It, it used to wake me up. It was my equivalent to a cold shower. Snow sounds great. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And no, Jeanette, you're not missing anything. I did not know last year was because, again, my kids talk about it all the time. I, I told them, hey, it snowed by grandma and grandpa's last night because they're still in suburban Chicago. And my oldest goes, oh, man, we never are going to see snow. <laughs> like, just furious it's about because it. the movie Frozen, right? It's really made it into this beautiful thing. You know what? Like, they want to build a snowman. I, I think that's part of it. Hey, Elsa. Uh-huh. Screw you. <laughs> Queen Elsa. <laughs> Give me my life back, Elsa. Give me my Elsa. life back, Elsa. Stop hijacking my life. Uh so, so when we come back, we'll continue to discuss Bill's Mafia and how many excuses they're going to make off of this. Um, but also, we have a very, very, very inopportune injury in the NBA that happened last night. It involves a ball brother. This one is weird. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I opened it this morning, my $115 new U.S. soccer kit. I went with the road kit, the blue one, because I spill food all over myself all the time. So I didn't want to get the white home one. And I took it out, and my six-year-old goes, oh, tie-dye. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is where they went totally wrong with these designs. Nike blew it. It's literally what they look like. Yeah, they do. They look like tie-dye. I don't have a problem with them. No, 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 no. If you're going to the World Cup wearing tie-dye, you deserve to lose. Like, you can't, you can't be the United States of freaking America. But it's also the most American thing. <laughs> Like, it's right on brand with America. <laughs> it's a great point. And, and if all of the members of the team were 282 pounds and wearing jeans as well. You're right. No, it's leggings. Americans wear leggings. <laughs> you're right. And you said in Europe, they don't, like, they will shun you if you wear leggings. You're not shunned. You do you, but you definitely get judged. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like you're walking by. It's like, oh, God, look at that American. I judge like tie-dye. I mean, it looks. Or he's from it, the states. It looks like tie dye. The United States is going to play England on Friday, wearing tie dye. Like that's not good enough. As a two goal underdog. <laughs> As a two goal underdog wearing tie dye oh. against Harry Kane and the mighty English. That's not good. It, it, it's. It, <laughs> I personally love it. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. And and you're not going to be happy with me here at all. But so far, our Deportes social media, we were going around and they were asking who you think's going to win the world cup and yeah. I, can't, I, gotta, I can't lie to you i didn't i didn't, I didn't say the u.s the u.s isn't going to win the world yeah i didn't cup. pick the stars in the stripe no no no. i picked brazil oh that's nice yeah because in my brazil. video i picked brazil as well okay yeah brazil's going to win all the right world we're cup. rocking I out with brazil. Yo, let's do it um but but if you want to see me wearing my nike tie-dye u.s soccer kit 
Come on out to Stormhouse Brewing Monday. Ken Levick alive, broadcast live from Stormhouse Brewing. And the match starts at 2. So 12 to 2, we're on the air from Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard, and then the U.S. and Wales kick off as the Americans open in soccer's biggest tournament. International bragging rights on the line. And we're doing it in tide high. The U.S. and Wales, Monday, 2 o'clock. Ken Levick Alive is there broadcasting live, 12 to 2 at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com. But get in there. I would get in there. Everything opens at 11.30. If I were you, Monday, I would get there at 11.30 and find your seat. Because this is going to be packed. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. The crafted on-site beer, the full food menu, all of it at Stormhouse Brewing and U.S. Wales. Ken Levick Alive can't beat it. Me in my Nike tie-dye U.S. kit. All there Monday. Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com. Uh, I I am having a hard time getting myself totally up for the World Cup because it's so weird it's happening now. Yeah, and with all of the videos surfacing around Qatar mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with this kind of narrative that we're seeing on social media and stuff like that. It's a narrative that's existed for years, though. I mean, as far as the... Like, this is nothing new. No. You know, when you talk about Firefest and when you talk about the, where they're going to stay... It, it, it's been, those have been some tough videos for me to watch. The it's, human rights and everything you, issues started years ago should yeah, have been this is, foreshadowed. Right, exactly. And this is on FIFA. Let's, let's not make any mistake. This is FIFA and Sepp Blatter, the former president, lining his pockets with, with the Middle East money. So, it's not the player's fault. And, and another thing, too, uh, the, this expectation, fans want to see these players protest or show that they're standing up against human rights, but Honestly, and a lot of players have gotten some flack, including Hugo Lloris, who's the starting goalkeeper for France, the defending champs. Uh, or he said, hey, we're here to play. We're here to play. Uh, we're here not to, to take stances. And you know what? Qatar doesn't mess around. I wouldn't trust being in Qatar and, uh, and protesting Mm-mm. or taking a stand. Obviously, it's disgusting, the human rights violations, but... Why should they put themselves at risk, right. their personal well-being at risk, when it's not their fault the World Cup is there? I hope it doesn't take the oomph out of these games it's going because to. we're it's going to. so, so excited for them. It's definitely going to take the oomph out of them. And I, it'll be really sad to see. It, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. But, listen, it happened. You get behind it. I, I pup for the World Cup. Love the World Cup. Absolutely. And so I'll put my tie-dye kit on. And I'll cheer on the Americans, okay? Uh, speaking of uh, World Cup, at least, at least you can go to Underdog Fantasy, try and make the most of it, make some money off of it, make some money with Underdog Fantasy. They're going to have soccer fantasy, of course. They always do, but especially now with this tournament getting underway. Uh, you've got NBA fantasy games tonight. You've got Thursday night football. You've got the Packers and the Titans. You have Thursday night specific NFL fantasy at Underdog Fantasy. Week 11 NFL, all right there. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's the best fantasy. It's my fantasy. It's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code West Palm. Double your deposit up to $100 with the promo code West Palm. Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com. The free Underdog Fantasy app. It's Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Play it tonight. Stone's playing it. I'm playing it. And it's an awful lot of fun to play. And like I said, I've been in the money last couple of nights. Let's go. Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Com. Hour two on the way. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I opened it this morning, my $115 new U.S. soccer kit. I went with the road kit, the blue one, because I spill food all over myself all the time. So I didn't want to get the white home one. And I took it out, and my six-year-old goes, oh, (laughs) tie-dye. I'm telling you, this is where they went totally wrong with these designs. Nike blew it. It's literally what they look like. Yeah, they do. They look like tie-dye. I don't have a problem with them. No, 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 no. If you're going to the World Cup wearing tie-dye, you deserve to lose. Like, you can't... You can't be the United States of freaking America. But it's also the most American thing. <laughs> like, it's right on brand with America. <laughs> it's a great point. And, and if all of the members of the team were 282 pounds and wearing jeans as well. You're right. No, it's leggings. Americans wear leggings. <laughs> you're right. And you said in Europe they don't, like, they will shun you if you wear leggings. You're not shunned. You do you, but you definitely get judged. Yeah, it's like well, it's like you're walking by. It's like, oh god, look at that American. I judge like, tie dye. I mean, it, it looks. Or he's from it, the states. It looks like tie dye. The United States is going to play England on Friday, wearing tie dye. Like that's not good enough. As a two goal underdog. <laughs> As a two goal underdog wearing tie dye uh. against Harry Kane and the mighty English. That's not good. It, it, it's. It, <laughs> I personally love it. Yeah, I don't mind it at all, and and you're not going to be happy with me here at all. But so far, Deportes' social media, we were going around, and they were asking who you think's going to win the World Cup. And yeah, I, can't, I got. A, I can't lie to you, I didn't. didn't I didn't say the U.S. The U.S. isn't going to win the World Cup. Yeah, I didn't Cup. pick the Stars in the stripe. No, no, no. I picked Brazil. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because in my Brazil. video, I picked Brazil as well. Okay, yeah, Brazil's going to win. All the right, World we're Cup. rocking I out. Brazil. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but but if you want to see me wearing my Nike tie dye U.S. soccer kit. Come on out to Stormhouse Brewing Monday. Ken Levick live, broadcast live from Stormhouse Brewing. And the match starts at 2. So 12 to 2, we're on the air from Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, Half Mile South PGA Boulevard, and then the U.S. and Wales kick off as the Americans open in soccer's biggest tournament. International bragging rights on the line. And we're doing it in tight high. The U.S. and Wales, Monday, 2 o'clock. Ken Levicka Live is there broadcasting live, 12 to 2 at Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com. But get in there. I would get in there. Everything opens at 11.30. If I were you, Monday, I would get there at 11.30 and find your seat. Because this is going to be packed. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. The crafted on-site beer, the full food menu, all of it at Stormhouse Brewing and U.S. Wales. Ken Levick alive. Can't beat it. Me in my Nike tie-dye U.S. kit all there Monday. Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhousebrewing.com uh, I, I am having a hard time getting myself totally up for the World Cup because it's so weird it's happening now. Yeah, and with all of the videos surfacing around Qatar mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with this kind of narrative that we're seeing on social media and stuff like that. It's a narrative that's existed for years, though. I mean, as far as the... Like, this is nothing new. No. You know, when you talk about Firefest and when you talk about the, where they're going to stay, 
it, it, it's been those have been some tough videos for me to watch. The it's, human rights and everything issues started years ago should yeah, have been this a is, foreshadow. Right, exactly. This is on FIFA. Let's, let's not make any mistake. This is FIFA and Sepp Blatter, the former president, lining his pockets with with the Middle East money. So it's not the player's fault. And and another thing too, like. This expectation, fans want to see these players protest or show that they're standing up against human rights. But honestly, and a lot of players have gotten some flack, including Hugo Lloris, who's the starting goalkeeper for France, the defending champs. Uh, or he said, hey, we're here to play. We're here to play. Uh, we're here not to, to take stances. And you know what? Qatar doesn't mess around. I wouldn't trust being in Qatar and, uh, and protesting Mm-mm. or taking a stand, obviously, it's disgusting, the human rights violations, but why should they put themselves at risk, right. their personal well-being at risk, when it's not their fault the World Cup is there? I hope it doesn't take the oomph out of these games. It's going because to. We're it's going so, to. so excited for them. It's All definitely going to take the oomph out of them. And I, it'll be really sad to see. It, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. But, listen... It happened. You get behind it. I, I pump for the World Cup. Love the World Cup. Absolutely. And so I'll put my tie-dye kit on, and I'll cheer on the Americans, okay? Uh, speaking of uh, World Cup, at least, at least you can go to Underdog Fantasy, try and make the most of it, make some money off of it. Make some money with Underdog Fantasy. They're going to have soccer fantasy, of course. They always do, but especially now with this tournament getting underway. Uh, you've got NBA fantasy games tonight. You've got Thursday night football. you got the Packers and the Titans. You have Thursday night specific NFL fantasy at Underdog Fantasy. Week 11 NFL, all right there. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's the best fantasy. It's my fantasy. It's Underdog Fantasy. Use the the promo code West Palm. Double your deposit up to one hundred dollars with the promo code West Palm. Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. The free Underdog Fantasy app. It's Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Play it tonight. Stones playing it. I'm playing it, and it's an awful lot of fun to play. And like I said, I've been in the money last couple of nights. Let's go. Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Dot com. Hour two on the way. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.